the world heavyweight title for a man who's won it five times, Rick. How does this extra pressure affect you? Well, what it tells me, Lance Russell, is today, woo, I've got the style and profile like never before. Steamboat, let me go on record as telling the whole world you are the greatest wrestler on the face of this earth. But, pal, today, right here, you gotta beat Ric Flair one more time. Remember, Steamboat, and, pal, I'll kiss your boots if you can do it. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal, I'm the man. Ric Flair and Steamboat, you're gonna be mine! Woo! Let's go right now to the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain Marty Sko, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil, Jay, and that pain in the ass choppy. Ha 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 ha! Your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant and Andy. Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media. What's up? Checking. Hello. One, two. One, two. You got me? Yeah, I got you. You got me in the headphone? I got you in the headphone. Uh, Let me turn you up a little bit. Yeah, turn me up a little bit. How about that? Oh, yeah. Is that much better? better. That's a little bit better. Let me clear my throat on the air. All right. How about that? That's good. Perfect. Episode 453 of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. We are live on the Rant, Rant EM Radio, part of the Shining Wizards Network, and uh, whatever Jimmy Ferrari is doing now. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if it's Dark Satellite anymore I am Phil I'm Jay And about 30 minutes ago Choppy tapped out He's still at work So Yeah uh, He won't be joining us Pay, tonight Paying them bills Paying them bills um, So how was everybody doing? I know we started a little early tonight But you know what? I'm just a little anxious And I just I'm exhausted <laughs> It's been a long day It's <laughs> been a long week actually Yeah it, It's just you know 
um, we got we we're getting a new we have a new um system at work. Not computer yet. We're getting that soon, but a new system of how we do shit. And I'm like, and it depends on who's in the office on how good shit goes. Like there are days where it gets done, and then there are days where we have to fucking chase people because there's lazy pricks. <laughs> so needless to say, uh, it's it's been a long week. But I went to the barber. Got fresh to death today. You had a barbershop story. Yeah. What happened to you at the barbershop today? I, uh, so I got, we got a family party tomorrow, so I was looking. Uh-oh, whose birthday? Uh, it's actually a communion. Okay. And, uh, going down to Fancy Angelina's on, over by the South Shore of Staten Island. Jay eats antipasta twice, because he likes very nice yes. Angelina. And, uh, so I go, I was like, ah, right, let me, let me not look like a homeless guy. And so I tie my hair up to the top, and... Guy's bringing the buzzer a little bit closer, and I felt him clip something. I was like, oh, I didn't, you know, it's not exactly the easiest cut. So I uh, untie my hair when I get outside, and <clears throat> nice little uh, nice little hair doll was in my hand. I was like, oh, boy. So if I, if I look a little thin on the left side, <laughs> that's the reason. Phil Ray, a fun fact, I hate facial hair. Um, about five years ago, the ex was like, oh, you know, you look great with it. You know, you should, you should keep it. One, I, I let it grow for, for a little period. And then I started getting it shaped up. And then I shaved it again. But then everybody was like, what happened to your face? We liked it. We liked it. Like, everybody likes it. And I'm like, oh. You know, so now I'm like going through this midlife crisis thing. I'm like, oh, Christ. Like, do I keep it? Do I don't keep it? Because every two, like, my bob makes fun of me because I, ha- I, I got the skull shaver. Yeah. Cause I, I can't shave my head anymore. Cause I, I have a I have an unsteady hand and I cut my head. Mm-hmm. No one no if you're bald and you cut your head it looks like you 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 got like you got worked in the <laughs> ring, you know look like Abdul the butcher. <laughs> so I'm like no dude I don't I don't you know I don't I don't want to look like Abdul the butcher anymore I I just don't. So um, Steph got me the head the the shade the skull shade which is amazing. But I can't do all of this. Like, so I'll do, like, under here. Cause I, I go every two weeks, I treat myself. I don't yeah. go every week. Um, and my barber's like, oh, because one time I shaved my head, he's like, oh, you missed a couple of spots there. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I had to go to a fucking party, and I'm not, I'm not paying money every single week to have my face did up, you know? It's, it's a wonderful, it's a nice experience. He's a great barber. He, they, he's got his own shop now. Him and his boys, they opened up another shop a couple blocks away from where we were, right by the Grand City Station, the train station. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I go there every two weeks. They're really nice guys. Shout out to fucking, you know, Fade Factory Barbershop for, you know, Tony, Lenny, and my boy Jay. You know, it's like, I go, and I, like today I was like, yo, just take, normally he shaves it all the way down. I'm like, just take it down a little bit so I can still have some of this, you know. Yeah. Well, as Augie joins the show. Hello, Augie. Well, Uncle Jay is here. God forbid I fucking, he was sound asleep until Uncle Jay arrived. Yeah. So, yeah. Perched. Yeah, he perched. So, needless to say, it's been it's been a deal. Um, I don't see anybody in the chat room yet. I know I was doing early, early start. I did testing on the video before. I saw Shaylin, my mom, people. Steph was checking in. Everybody was checking in. Um, play. I was playing some music. Hey, play this song. What the fuck am I, Casey Kasem? <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah, man. So I'm just. It's been a long week. I'm glad it's over. You yeah. know, to get a couple of days of rest. I was like, I just hate. You know. I I go to the barber early because I don't I don't or if, uh, normally I do my doctor's appointments on one, on Fridays too, but like I don't know I, I like to get it done early so I have the rest of the day to, to relax to, yeah yeah so I basically I clean the apartment I clean the bathroom I I vacuumed I fucking febrezed the couch because it was smelling like for ass 
<laughs> you know? So I said, let me do that and took out the garbage. I was like, I just was a, I was a busy bee today, you know? So I'm glad we're doing this because I um I I I well, we'll get into we'll get into our subtopic. We have a cool throwback for you tonight, by the way. Yeah. Um, but I have, I have a, a, another t- another topic I want to bring up to you, and I brought up to the masses today. I did a video today for Meltingville. I was I was hanging out waiting for the train, uh-huh. and I did a video, and um, we got some really good responses actually, and I'll and I'll break it to you in a few minutes because we got some stuff to talk about, and um, in the world of professional wrestling, 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 um, anybody who doesn't like wrestling or what's going on right now in pro wrestling, please. Watch something else. I can't. I can't tell you like how we went today. First of all, um, shout out to Tommy Fierro. Yeah, we did the we did the convention last week. Tommy's dad passed away today. Oh shit! So Sorry. shout out to the Fierro family. Tommy, you listening? Uh, the show's in your dad's name tonight. Yeah. So uh, shout out. Keep keep Tommy in your thoughts. If you know him on Facebook, send him some love. Wow. He's a good dude. He does really good things for his community, and he get the and he's and he's got a really good promotion going on right now. So shout out to Tommy. I know how it is to lose a dad. So. Um, Tommy, we're thinking about you, and this the show is dedicated to your dad tonight. Um, but we do. I'm at the convention last week, and you know we we had and I didn't. The audio was we had so much fun. Yeah. And if you and I cut it up a little bit, I didn't cut up a lot because the way it was set up, you were worried about. Well, can we can we do this? Can we do that? And I kept saying, Yeah, we could do that. Could you worried about like how do we stop it? You just hit fucking stop. <laughs> we're good, right? You know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the live feed too, we had the feed, so it wasn't like we, we were bothering anybody, right? Yeah. So it was like, all right, so we did that, and it was so good. Yeah. The, the fake Dusty's making his rounds, he went to a house show the next day. Did co- you see that from Trenton? Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, you know what, it was such a good time, everybody, and like I said, like I mentioned to you the other the day, the vibe, dude, the vibe was so good. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was like a. It was adrenaline rush coming down. From, I felt from like us. I. I honestly felt like a, a kid again. Like a. Like you know. Like you know that excitement you get when you go into a wrestling match, or as a kid in general, going somewhere where you normally don't go. Yeah. Where it's like, wow, I felt great. It was like going to a garden show. It was like I. The anticipation. The weather sucked, but the but we all had a great time. I mean, obviously we missed a couple of people there. Yeah. But it's like you know what. We had such a great time, man. Yeah, it was cool, and and like I said, everybody there to, uh, you know, to the wrestlers. I mean, it, it's it's kind of really, and we touched on it with Paul Roma, we, you know, and which by the way, I can't, even, I still can't. Even, I was trying to explain that to my dad, and he was like, he's like, he just came over. I was like, dude, I was like, I just you called him over. You 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 were the catalyst, man. You got I, him. You I got looked, us that interview. I looked and I was like, and you know, and he touched on it where it's like, I I don't know, it's like a reflective part where it's got to be good for for the wrestlers in the sense of that they're still they're making the rounds they're still you know using their gimmick like the you know greg hammer valentine's you know the brutus beefcakes like you know you can't you can't perform in the ring like you want to but you could still you know you could still do something you know for for, for lack of a better word you could still give back in, in a sense and like they're very gracious with their time demolition uh, especially uh, multiple times when I was I was waiting online for Jake, which it was meeting Jake was just was amazing for me. And uh, yeah, I'm so glad I, that happened for you. Yeah, it was really it was really really cool. And but it was cool to to watch Dosso and uh, and and Edie. They they really were just like they didn't have a, a massive line, but like everybody that met them, they brought them behind the table. They were shooting the shit with them. Like they really they really kind of. 
you know, made it a, an experience, I guess, for, for the lack of a better word is. And it's really it's really good. Medusa did that for me. You know, it was it was really nice. It was j- just to see that. You got a Susan B. Anthony coin. Yeah, it was, I was I was you and I, fucking Elaine nerding out. <laughs> Thank shout out to Elaine, because I was almost going to throw that back in the machine. He's like, nah, dude, I think you got to keep that. And I and I and it's at home. I, I'm going to hold on to it and maybe start a collection. Who knows? We'll my, see what happens. My boy, Billy Jake Robbins is my favorite wrestler. Billy, I thought Barry Windham was your favorite wrestler. You can have two favorite wrestlers, but yeah, Jake Robinson, there's a lot of guys' favorite wrestlers. I yeah. hope, Billy, I hope you're feeling better. Billy was at AEW Wednesday night, by the way. Oh, yes. With our boys, with, our, with, my, with my Ridgewood crew. Yeah. So they had they, we, they were all at the USB uh, thing. They're coming back in, in, in like September. I don't, I'm not going to that tennis stadium ever again. Nah, yeah, yeah, I remember you saying that you were not. That fucking venue was, was awful. Yeah. Dude, I missed the entire Omega match getting food, yeah. right? It took me a half an hour just to get to my fucking seats after I, after we parked. Matt Squires, good to see you. Just want to say hi. I got to do a wedding rehearsal. I'm marrying my brother-in-law tomorrow. Oh, shout out, uh, man. That Jay, your cool. face is still punchable, he nah. says. <laughs> did you see what he did today? No. Remember that cover-up, that Aptomag cover-up I was telling you about with, with uh, Michael Hayes and Kerry Von Ellick? Yeah. Kerry Von, Kerry's holding the milk. Yeah. Michael's holding the, 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 the jack. The jack. Well... I'm Michael Hayes, and you're Kerry Von Erich. That's a, that's that's pretty apropos. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh. But yeah, Matt. Congratulations. Hello, Shaylin. How are you? Yeah, that's cool. Um. Yeah. I actually did the same thing for my sister. I got I got the, you know, I'm wedding. Uh, what am I? I'm internet. What I used to say, it's like, uh, you're a groomsman. I'm a man of the internet cloth. And uh, oh, you got ordained, I right? Got ordained and all that, and it's you know it's really cool. It's and especially something like that. Friar J. <laughs> Friar Jane, Susan B. Anthony. Go ahead. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's 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 really cool, especially to do that for for that. And I hope you're charging a good price because my sister, you know, she paid she paid very well. I'm sure Matt's playing music too. He's a fucking musician. So yeah, I'm sure he's doing. He's coordinating the whole thing because he's <laughs> he's good like that. Yeah, without a doubt. Um. Yeah, but AEW yeah, com- coming off the high from last week, it was it it, it was a wrestling filled day, and like like I think what did we say on the way home it was like it it felt really good just to nerd out a little bit. Yeah, and, like you know we nerd out a lot. I nerd out on my own. Yeah, but it's nice to be with the crew. I I gotta tell you, thank you to Ron, uh, Robin Elaine. Yes, um, and Mickey and, coming and down. Mickey and Mickey the Greek, who if you saw him a few years ago, was on death's door. Really? Walking with a cane and like half half in the bag, dead. Like it was just like he was really sick. Wow. And um and his no his brother Mario was like, Oh, every time anybody asked, Hey, how's Mickey doing? Oh, Phil, I don't know how long much more long he's got. I'm like, What? Wow. I am lighting Jesus candles at the fucking sink, you know? Um I got the Hazel Crystal candle over there by my kitchen sink. Uh-huh. So I'm like, all right, you know what? And then he like a few months ago I was like, Holy shit. Like you're like, would you jump in a fountain of youth or something? You know. Yeah. But um, yeah, Mickey's awesome. They're all going to Chicago, by the way, for for the Forbidden Door pay per view. Yeah, that's and that's we'll, gonna be a good look. And we'll get into that. I just, you know, I really can't afford to go. Like, I, I just, you know, yeah, I couldn't afford to go. Like, it was you know. funny. Um, two, well, one, I I had tickets for the end of June for a band, uh, in Dallas, and we, you know, early in the year we were so gung ho to go and. You know, life's just getting in the way, so it's like we're not going to be able to make it down there. So, you know, I had to sell the tickets. And then a buddy of mine just <clears throat> just messaged me, and he's going to, to I think it's Nashville, I want to say. I think it's Nashville. Yeah. I think it's, I, I don't know if it's a KISS convention, but it's something, it's some kind of convention, and Ace Fraley and Peter Chris of KISS are going to perform together. Who just got invited by Gene Simmons to play again, right? Yeah, for, for Ace's birthday. And uh, 
you know, but it's kind of cool because Peter Chris a number of years ago, two years ago, three years ago, uh, probably even, maybe even a little bit longer, and uh, he he performed his last sh- show, quote unquote, in the city, and I was kind of upset I didn't go, but uh, and then of course, like usual, you're never really out of, <laughs> you're never done. That's Comic Con, yeah. for me. Every year, I'm not going. I'm not going. Within a day, someone's got me a pass. Yeah. Who's you know, like here? I got a free pass, but yeah, you never, you know, yeah, you never like look at Ozzy. How many? Who retired more, Terry Funk or Ozzy Osbourne? Terry Funk. You think so, right? I think so. Terry's prominent in tonight's podcast, yes. by the way. And I, st- I still question if Terry Funk is retired. You, listen. Oh no, no, no. He's, yeah, yeah. He's pretty beat up right now. Yeah, and, and you know, and that's somebody. And like I said, going back to uh, Tommy, you know. Tommy pulled a lot of strings uh, to get what he got last week. Those guys, I mean, Jesse Ventura is a huge pull. Yeah. And, you know, and the line reflected that. There was, there was a massive line for him. And 172 times. Thank you, Shailen. Uh, Terry Funk. Yeah. 100, yeah. That, that's the official it's, count. It's, I, if that's the official count, I, yeah. It's probably, it's probably, probably not is. much south of that. Probably is. But, uh, but you know, Terry Funk, somebody, you know, we said it with Paul Roma. Who, Paul Roma doesn't do a lot of these signings. Terry Funk would be somebody amazing to 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 meet and in that kind of capacity, you know, if 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 he would ever do that. Which, listen, never say never, you know. You know who does an amazing Terry Funk impression? Paul Heyman. Ah. Every time Paul mentions him, like <clears throat> when when uh, when he came to ECW, it was like um, Terry Funk would ask him, "Who let me work with him? I can work with him." Yeah, but like uh, let me get that guy. You it, know, Terry Funk was just a. And uh, speaking of impressions, I remember. Uh, Rob showed me Killer Cross's amazing Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura Correct. somehow or another found out on Twitter, shouted out to Killer Cross and says, "That's a really good impression." He goes and by, you know, and then he he's talking about um, who's the guy Van Vliet. He's like, "Did he ever? Did he ever do finish the the set?" <laughs> and so then Killer Cross like shouted out to him. It was it was awesome to see that, but. Uh, yeah, I, I'd love to see Terry Funk in, in that capacity. That That's like an ultimate grab right there. If like, That's something you would probably have to pay for, and you'd have to do the whole weight online thing. And Yeah. I, I Listen, it, it's 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 about what, what you're willing to do. And, you know, Jesse's price, I mean, if you – I was I almost kind of regret it. I said it to you on the way home where I'm like, ah, I kind of regret not getting it. That's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. But, you know, that kind of – and listen, I'm not saying it's not, you know – if if I didn't have other things going on, I would I would have dropped one fifty, you know, hands down. It was a one fifty autograph com uh, photo opportunity. Yeah, and he was talking to everybody, you know. Oh it, yeah, yeah. He was, you know, it was he was making it worth it. I'm so. at the point in my life now where if I have the money, I have to do it then. Yeah. I mean, I scale back on shit because I don't have the money, but for something like that, if I had the money, I would do it. Like when I the last time I went to, I needed money for Paul Andorff. I need I need to see Paul Andorff. Yeah. That was, that, and the, look, and and like you said, he you I, know. I got him and he passed away, but I thanked him and I he couldn't barely he could barely have a conversation, yet alone cut a drop for us. But speaking of drops, Mark Henry cut a drop for us. Oh, to, that was so cool! And uh, we'll hear that later on, I think. And uh, Marty Skrull did one, and we met. Uh, finally, get to me- meet Ron Singh. Yeah, who what a fucking cool cat. And, and and is a beast on big, and he, yeah. and let alone how tall he is but man he's walking around he's making the rounds uh, you know it was really cool to kind of see you know it, especially and and not just the wrestlers but they had a bunch of lucha masters the, the 
what was the 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 pottery thing the the not the clay uh porcelain the porcelain yeah, dolls yeah, yeah. like they had a bunch of that oh I left I left my the card I found it in my in my pocket when I went home where is that thing hold on but uh it was really cool to see that and then I I bought a bunch of uh, old wrestling books I bought an Arn Anderson book Calgary Stampede book um you know once in a lifetime type stuff and. I, I, and I think I bought a Jesse Ventura book, actually, too. I could show the masses what Jay picked up. Oh, yeah, up. yeah. So there's this lady. At at the last convention, I think Brielle bought Choppy, a Macho Man one. And I guess the boys will get, the boys said they were going to get me a Dusty one. That's, I, apparently, that was what you said. That, But they got they got this one, man. I got a, I got a Dusty, man. Let me make sure I'm, I'm showing this to everybody. But it's like a little fucking gimmick. But he's cool as shit, man. Yeah, look at him. Where am I gonna put? I got. Well, I'll put him right here for now. Bro. And he uh, and and the woman, uh, the card escapes my mind what it was, but you know she's on she's on the interweb somewhere. But she has like an Etsy account, I think. Yeah, she... and and you can get um if you don't if you don't see something on there, she does custom stuff too. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's really detailed. It's really cool. Yeah, he's cool. Thank that, you. That's like a talent. That's like a talent I wish I had, where you could just kind of sit back and just like, okay, I'm gonna make this today. Eh, maybe put that on. Put that on the bucket list. <laughs> You know, it's funny you say that because, you know, I play tabletop sports, as you can see my fucking table over there, right? <laughs> I have in my possession um, almost every Strat hockey season from the 40s up until a couple of years ago. Really? It's not, it's very illegal. But I didn't, it was gifted to me. I bought, I, this guy, I bought some, some like old sets from, like out of print sets. And he goes, yeah, give me five dollars more, and I'll give you a thumb drive of some surprises. I'm like, all right, five dollars more. I already spent two hundred bucks. You know, what's two hundred five, right? Yeah, at that point. He sends me a thumb drive of. They must have scanned every card from every season. But I want to like, I want to print some of these seasons out. I'm not good with Photoshop. I want to put colors on them and logos and shit. I'm not good in Photoshop, man. I'm still. I don't even know. How to, I barely had to even use Excel. So now my my goal is to fucking learn that because I. This stuff I know, but I want to learn how to do Photoshop so we can make flyers for shows and yeah. conventions and stuff like that. And, you know, some of our episodes, like our, our, our stuff. We have a 10th anniversary coming up in two months. It's flying by. I know. Um, I got to work to work that out because I know Mott Spock is coming up coming up for that. Cool. Well, not we're coming up to New York, but he's, and he's going to probably be around. He has a podcast, him and his, him and his boy Will. And they have fucking Shining Wizards Kevin on. That's awesome. We're trying to get Kevin for fucking five years on the show. This kid has a fucking podcast for two weeks. He gets Kevin on. Big pull. Big pull. Big pull there. Big pull. Shining Wizards every Monday yeah. live on the rant. Always moving and shaking them. Always moving and shaking those cats. If we uh, if we had more time, which we probably, you know, looking back on it, we probably could have, but uh, we, we, we would have ran into Bowman, which would have been really cool. Although we didn't have Choppy there. I love the, the the dynamic between Bowman and Choppy. When, yeah, when Bowman abuses Choppy for his <laughs> for his feet, he's you fucking goon. Oh, God, you fucking so awesome. you got talons on your feet. That's so awesome. You know, yeah, Shane. When it is dope, thank you. That's my that's my polka dot dusty statue. Yeah. So he's pretty dope. And I seen a and I seen a photo. Oh, where did I see it? Oh, I seen it somewhere. Maybe somebody posted it in the page, but it was like a of of, of dusty and polka dots in the seventies. Oh, it was. It might have been like seventy-eight or something. I forgot where I seen it, but uh, but I was like, oh, it wasn't just a, it wasn't just a WWF thing, but so I once I seen that, I was like, oh, I gotta get Phil this because we were gonna try to get you to meet Barry Windham, but Barry Windham just hightailed it out and out of there. So yeah, yeah, JJ was there. A lot of guys were there. Beefcake, fucking 
uh, Valentine. Bunch of heads were there. Yeah, it was like, cool. Yeah, it was I can't wait to. We 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 definitely got to do another one. And like you said, just kind of like do it like we just did, and that was really cool. Uh, you know, I I love that. Especially and then we went. The best was going out to eat afterwards, and then we kind of had like a. Like a super Rob super reco- Rob yeah. recorded us for an hour talking at the fucking <laughs> this 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 Mexican place down the road called Macho Nacho, and really authentic rest, uh, Mexican food. And then Rob was Rob said he was so compelled by the knowledge that we were dropping, yeah, um, that I was dropping. Apparently, I I don't know, but I don't know about all that. No, we were like ghost booking almost. Well, yeah, and he was like, I had to record it. That was kind of and like I said, it was especially that's a bonus episode coming yeah. out soon. That's that would that especially something like that where th- that whole I, I'm I'm amazed that the it's like a glitch in the matrix type thing where if you go left you should have went right type thing like we were talking about something like that where if this happened does it change the whole trajectory and it definitely would have without a doubt so that's good to know it's always fun like we do this with the comic book uh, genre with all the geeks too it's like you know, if this didn't happen that didn't happen then this would have happened or yeah. we don't know if this would have happened case in point like everybody's talking about Doctor Strange I didn't see it yet I'm, I'm, ho- I'm it hoping either. to see it this weekend but like it's a multiverse thing so if certain things didn't happen in certain universes you wouldn't have what you have and it's it's kind of like it, it kind of with wrestling too it's like well if this guy never got booked there or if this guy won instead of losing in yeah. storyline and it just it's you know it's the repercussions were catastrophic when you think about it. Yeah. In certain ti- certain timelines, if you would have broke down, you know, Hogan never coming to the uh, WWE, him staying in the AWA, or Hogan losing to Andre, yeah. or Tibiasi winning that tournament instead of fucking Savage the next year. It's like, you don't you don't know. You know what I'm saying? You, you just don't know. Um, but it's nice to, you know, I like to dig because for me... It's what could have, should have, would have, but then it's like, wow, what do you do? Like, you know, what if this happened? What if there's really, I mean, and you look, and then you're trying to think, then you plan it in your head, like you're writing six months of work for it. Yeah, it would, and, and oh, like you said, stop. and, it, and stop. it goes, that's all right. So, you know, it's a fucking cat. <laughs> he was fucking dead asleep, I swear it. He was right up there. You can see his ass print in, 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 the, in, the, in the blanket. But, yeah, man. So, you know. All right. All right. Where do you want to go first? Because I have some things. You got some things. Well, you, you tickled my fancy with the whole CM Punk thing. I had no idea about this. All right, so we'll get into AEW. <clears throat> first of all, fucking Punk, what he did to that crowd in Long Island the other night. Amazing. Holy shit. So if you're, I if, love it. Now, Bill, thank God Billy's listening. Billy's probably the biggest Islander fan I know. Billy is a long-time, diehard Islander fan. And we've been, we've been oh, him and I have been rivaling it back and forth since we're fucking teenagers. <laughs> Um. So, if you don't know, the the, the couple of years ago, the Islanders had a guy, John Tavares, who was probably they called him Johnny Hockey. He was like the next fucking guy. He was the next power power forward scorer guy, whatever. And he wound up not re-signing with the Islanders and going to his home team, going to his hometown team where he's from, Toronto, with the Maple Leafs, and it was a big deal. This motherfucker comes out in an Islanders jersey. With the Tavares number in the back of it. That's amazing. And you want to talk about heat. Like, now, I'm in a group text. It's myself. It's Rob. Nick German. Mott Spock. I think Choppy's in it, too. Elaine. A bunch of us. I have to mute this text because it, it constantly goes off on inappropriate times. So I don't see these things like open them. 
So Rob's there. Rob's sending us pictures. I'm like, holy shit, the heat, you know? So Punk fought um, Josh. Um, who's the Dark Order guy? Josh. Um, oh, John Silver. John Silver. I'm sorry. He's an, and he's a Long Island guy, too. Yeah. So John Silver gave him a good five or ten minutes. That was fun. And then uh, Punk, you know, went to cut a promo and... Hangman was doing commentary, and they're setting him up for the pay per view, and they were, the 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 fans totally turned on on Punk. But that but that shows. And like I said, I know you are lukewarm at best with CM Punk's uh, return. Yes. Um, but that shows you the genius of of what he does. Is is I he could still kind of walk that line of in in that market. It's almost like. And this is going to be a stretch, and I'm not. I'm not saying one is like the other, but you know, Bret Hart in '97, when in the states he's this fucking, you know, everybody hates him, and he goes to Canada and he's a fucking godsend. Shawn Michaels was had that residual heat going into Canada every year in, in the 2000s. He was still hated there, so it it just shows you that type of worker that he is. I I think personally. Um, f- it was brilliant. What made it even better is that Punk is a diehard hockey fan. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Myself, big. You know, he's from Chicago. Big Blackhawks fan. He goes to all the games, but he's a big hockey fan too. He talks about hockey a lot on Twitter, so it made sense. Um, I still haven't gone to the new arena yet. I want to go. Yeah. You know, uh, I know the Islanders play there now. And what, uh, what, what, what did you? What is the name of it? You US, U.S. UBS Arena. No, what was the way that you, you called the Nassau? Oh, Nassau, the Coliseum, the mausoleum they used to call it, yeah. or the barn. He's called the, the barn. barn. That's what. It yeah, is. that's where the when the Islanders won all their cups, and that's yeah. where I, that's where I used to watch the, fi- the P, uh, fire fire uh, FDNY versus NYPD hockey games, which are almost as bad as Ranger Islander games. Because there's brawls and everything, and then they and then they'll purposely sit all the cops on one end and all the on, and all the firemen on the other side of the, of the arena, <laughs> and it's fucking brilliant. And I had so many firemen friends, but I sat on the cop side because I I had a I have a NYPD jersey, and my uncle's partner was this the, was partners with the with the with the equipment director, so it's like I, I had to sit on the police side, but I had more I had more FDNY guys um, that I knew. But um, yeah. I listen. White fucking heat, man. That was amazing. Yeah, and it set him up for the for the title um in a couple of weeks against Hangman Page, double or nothing. Uh, we'll run down that card when it's full. Um, and the 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 card was good. You know, the MJF Wardlow signing was good. I like I like that. And everything I'm reading is that I MJF released this. Dark side of the ring about Wardlow, and I, I I think that was really good. He was so over. Everybody was wearing the Burberry scarves, and, and you know he had family in, in the in the audience. They you know, and he's he's from Long Island. He, he grew up about twenty minutes from where he was. Yeah, so that was pretty fucking cool. Um, and they had a ladder match with uh, well, they had two the qualifyings for the Owen Hart tournament. Adam Cole beat um, Dax Hardwood, and then. Jeff Hardy beat Darby Allen, so that's going to be set up for the semis. That's, that and by the way, what a fucking match! I mean, without a doubt, excuse me, Darby was just going over the top with some that bump, leading jumping on off the cha- off the ladder onto the chairs was just insane. Like I mean, that's just straight up insane. I just want to play devil's advocate because how many fucking ladder match? I mean, not how many ladder matches. 
why of a sudden do these matches don't don't mean anything anymore? Like Darby Allen had a coffin match, but he had beef with uh what's his face? El Idio, El Idio Andrade, right? So that made sense. But why are you having these specialty matches when there's no build? Why are you having this match for a tournament? Like it should be it should have been just a regular fucking match. Darby yeah. could have got his spots in with the tables. Yeah. Didn't have to be a fucking tables match. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's just it's over the top. But again, they killed it. It was fantastic. I mean, I liked it. You know, but it's, but it's and and then the, his here's the other side of it is I don't want to say it's a throwaway match, but, but it is. But it's a it's a throwaway match in the sense of that you're doing it I'm on chill out over here if you don't mind. You're doing it on TV where you could have built up to that. Yeah, like you could have built up to that for and you got a pay per view coming. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, so yeah, and I said that too today because I'm gonna I'm gonna. Put a question out to the masses. Um, a couple of guys answered today. It was fantastic, and because you, funny you say that because I said that too today. With yeah. the every match now is on these brands, whether it's SmackDown, Raw, EW, um, but you know they're all qual pay per view quality matches. Dan Housen thing was pretty funny. Yeah, I liked it. I, I, but it's and then he he lost uh, to Tony Nese, like another Long Island guy. Yeah. Which I agree with. It, yeah, it was Dan a squash Hau match. Dan Housen, once again, very good, very evil. You, you do not, you do not need to win uh, to to get over. Oh no, no. And he's 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 the epitome of that. He's way over. Oh God, he doesn't he doesn't need he doesn't need to win another match. And I lo and I'm loving the stuff online with him and Hook. I like Hook. Yeah. Well, I, I love Taz. So that's Taz's offspring. So I, I almost by proxy have to like Hook. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Otherwise, I'm, I'm a Taz Mark from way otherwise, back. Otherwise, Taz is gonna as you come. can see Taz's picture over there. <laughs> otherwise, Taz is gonna come out and, and fucking kick the shit out of you. I'm calling you out, brother. That's it. Brooklyn versus Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's my Taz impression. Him calling out Shane Douglas. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So the the CM Punk stuff is good, and uh, you know what you were saying. So you you're saying that he's he he turned down a, a chance to 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 fight Kenta, which, uh, come on. So for Bindor, you all know, it's the end of June, we talked about it. It's the it's going to be the, the pay-per-view of the year, apparently, and all these promotions are going to be involved in it. I'm pretty sure Impact, Ring of Honor, AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, I wouldn't be surprised if they pull some people from Mexico or from all Japan. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they pull people from everywhere. C Combat Zone, everywhere. Um, Kenta uses the same move as CM Punk. As a matter of fact, all joke, all, all, no no bullshit, Kent has been doing it. I was just going to say. Way before fucking Punk did it, <laughs> yeah. okay? Which, again, they, no, I love Punk, but this is, listen, Kent is, right now, Kent is my guy in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He doesn't wrestle very often right now um, in storyline because uh, Bullet Club, re, Bullet Club actually revamped um, and it's, Ju uh, Juice Robinson now is with them and, Tomatonga is now a, a face, and the whole landscape of Bullet Club has changed, and and Japan just opened up, so now everybody's just start coming back. And Thank God. Giles and Anderson went back to Japan; they're back in Bullet Club full time now. So, but Kenta has been calling Punk out forever, not just because of his pay per view. Yeah, he'll when the Punk came back to in AEW when he came back to wrestling, who's one of the first people that tweeted Kenta? Mm-hmm. Kenta wants CM Punk. There's, there's money there. It's a good, first of all, 
Forget about the money, man. This is a Mark's fucking dream. This is a wet dream for your boy Phil right here. Yeah. Because these are my two guys. Like, I I loved Punk a decade ago, but, like, Kent has been my guy forever. I loved him. Even before he, Ring of Honor and All Japan, like, when he came to New Japan, I was like, holy shit. And Rob will tell you, I fucking marked hard. He's one of those guys that he's, he's very polarizing, Kenta, because he's, he's a striker and, but he could finesse you and he's, he's so like, he'll not, I don't want to compare him to like a, a, a super technical guy, like a Malenko or a, a neat, 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 you know, need I say Benoit, but one of those tech, really, really hard technical guys, he is that guy for me. Yeah. And for him, for me. To have him fucking cave CM Punk's face in would be would be would be amazing. So if they're doing this as a work, that's fantastic. Because not for nothing, Punk could be world champion at this pay per view. I'm not saying he's going to defend the title, but yeah. he could he could if he beats Hangman at the end of the month, he's walking into Forbidden Door as the world champion of AEW. Yeah. That's that's that, that that I don't think people, th- you know, so I don't even think Kent the cares about that. I just, yeah, well, <laughs> but I mean, it'd be a bonus if he it'd puts. It'd be the, a bonus, but then it would also be a waste of the belt on him. Right, and then, but yeah, but he wouldn't the, see because because the belt on the belt on Punk is supposed to elevate somebody else, tie the knot, I, and I and I say for MJF, I think that's the way you really close that right that loop would be for would would be for MJF to beat Punk. Um... But I, I mean, I, I don't want like Hangman. You know, he he, he had COVID. <clears throat> you know, he wasn't on TV two weeks ago. Um, I'm lukewarm about this match personally. Yeah, uh, I, I I'd well, like we'll to cover see it, it when it gets closer. Yeah, I'd like to see it, but uh, I'm gonna get it. So. I, I'd I'd rather have Punk against Kenta, and, and Punk doesn't need to have the belt for that anywhere near. Well, what bothers me more uh, is if this match does happen and Punk does win the title. Punk, they're gonna have probably automatically beat Kenta, yeah, which will piss me off. But it, if he does beat Kenta, I want Kenta at least get his move in. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, I oh, want to see. I want to see who has the better, you know, GTS. You know what I'm saying? Um, we all know it's probably Kenta. I I know it's Kenta, but yeah. I'm, I don't want to piss off you punk marks. You know. <laughs> Wait. Let me let me let me play it. Let me play it. Sit down, Mark. Sit down, Marks. Let me play it. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, AEW running on all cylinders. There was a there was a there was a thing about them with the with the ratings. Listen, stop with the ratings. Yeah, okay? I've I seen that too. I don't. I listen. You have the NBA champ uh, playoffs going on, the NHL playoffs are going on, and they're being ran by Turner Sports. Uh, the Turner's holding. They're doing both NBA and 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 uh, and uh, NHL. Yeah. And they're probably gonna do baseball again with the playoffs in October. So get fucking used to it. Sports rule, okay? <laughs> no one wants to. No one. Not everybody wants to watch fucking all elite wrestling like we do on Wednesday nights. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I hate to break it to you, Marks, but you know I hate to break it to you, but you know not everybody's watching wrestling anymore, and it's it's for us. And I'm cool with that. And I don't think. Listen, they got they got enough. Listen, they're running on all cylinders right now. You know, it's like, and they, and there's so there's so much going on there. It's it's a little overwhelming. And we've yeah. talked about the booking, and then, you know, them having nine thousand fucking guys, and they only use two thousand of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ruby Soho, 
is on is on dark, and so is fucking Keith Lee, and so is all these guys, the girls that I love. It's like you can't. Jay Lethal's on dark. Like I, I'm done with the fucking, like stop, you know. But again, Ring of Honor, and they just trademarked some logos for Ring of Honor. Yeah, looking like a TBS logo. Yeah, it does. Um, but this might open the door for those people, and I'm maybe not like maybe like an NXT type, like you mentioned a few a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. But like I don't know, dude. I, I'm not I'm not too worried about fucking ratings at this point. No, my, at I'm this not, point, my I, wrestling watching life, you know. But. But, you know, and like we always say, devil's advocate here, there's a whole lot more going on behind those doors, the TBS, the, sure. turn, the Turner doors. Makes sense. Um, Business-wise. Uh, they they just took a huge dump and, and burnt, I, I can't even tell you how many millions of dollars for CNN, CNN Plus. Which and didn't start yet, did it? It's, it started and stopped within, within a week or two. Who, yeah, who's going to pay for that, though? That's so now this is where this is where the genius of Eric Bischoff comes in because this is what Eric Bischoff's been so now everybody's hating on Eric Bischoff because he's he's saying all this stuff about anti AEW, he's not gonna be welcome back, blah blah blah. But what he's saying is correct. It, it, and it's evident once again, you look at history, it repeats itself. This is what happened with WCW in two thousand. There was a there was a major merger with AOL Time Warner and WCW. Um, whatever you want to say about the booking, yes, okay, that's one thing. But if you look at it just from numbers, it's bleeding all this money. How are you gonna help this company? AOL Time Warner, how are you gonna help us? We can't have you lose money going out the door. Now I'm not saying AEW's losing money going out the door, but when you just when CNN it's something ungodly like it's like a hundred million dollars or two hundred million dollars whatever it, the case was they started it they launched it they got nowhere near what they were projecting and they canceled it you don't just burn that kind of money with no repercussions and that's it's and that is straight facts and one of the top execs just quit too well yeah was and he responsible for signing AEW I don't know if he was responsible I don't, I don't think he was I don't think he was but somebody coming in May not understand what wrestling is doing. Oh, here. you mean like AOL Time Warner? Yeah. <laughs> and these are the facts. And like you said, so I agree. I, I, I personally um, don't really care for the ratings. But th- that being said, it really it does hold a little water. And this is why I think it is it, it is an issue because this is what. Um, Eric Bischoff has been talking about where it's like it, it it may not matter now. And, you know, truth be told, you know, Tony Khan's booking is he, he, he's a wrestling fan like us. And he may sometimes be doing a little too much of that. That's why I agree with you. Like Kenta and CM, CM Punk is just money. It, there's money written on that. But when you have a match like Darby Allen against Jeff Hardy and you just throw it together. And, and maybe not thrown together, but it's it's perceived that way. I mean, they had weeks going into it. They they teamed together, so it's it's only a natural thing. But you you should have somebody be a babyface, be a heel, be Darby Allen, be jealous of Jeff Hardy, or vice versa, whatever the case may be. You could tell a story with that and draw money instead of just have have us internet fans just fucking sit there and throw it out like that, like. That's where the truth kind of comes in, and it may not matter now, but it's going to matter at some point. 
And I, I, I think that's where you kind of got to walk that line where I agree. I, I'm always tired of hearing about the ratings, but at some point it it is going to have to tell It's going to have to be talked about. Yeah. And I, you know, there was talk about them not going back after their contract expires. You know, it's like, um, at this stage of the game, though, it's nice to have that major network backing the money and 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 the, the the finances with the whole advertising and shit like that. But in the grand scheme of things, you really don't need yeah a uh, uh, a cable television station to back you up anymore. Same thing with like with like we're musicians. We were. Yeah, um, we were. We were. We were musicians, right? <laughs> yeah, we were. But when we were younger, you had to have a label backing you. Now, dudes are writing label. They're making labels in their fucking bathroom when they're recording these albums in their house. Mm-hmm. So when when I put when it, when my band put our demo out, it was on. We made our own little label. We had it copyrighted, and uh, a, a a lawyer friend fucking signed off on it for us. And it yeah. was like, I think it was called Butternut Records or something like that. Yeah, like but, that. Butternut Records, right? But like we don't, we didn't need a fucking. And rap is rap is now rap is a basically what rappers are doing now is they're fucking shopping their shit. Like I'm putting my shit out independently. Yeah. And let's see what label wants to pick me up. There was a guy from Buffalo. His name is um Benny the Butcher, very popular rapper right now, right? Uh huh. And he right. signed with Def Jam, but a West Snoop Dogg was working for 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 Def Jam for a little while as an executive. And a West Coast guy signed him. But like, and people, people are like, what the fuck is, with all this East Coast atmosphere out here, all these amazing people taking nothing away from Snoop, but Snoop comes in from the West Coast and signs this guy like no one saw him. Yeah. And this kid's like on the low, on the download. Like, nah, you know, I'm going to shop my shit. And he shopped it and did all the fucking, does battle raps and all that. And then all of a sudden, now he's with Def Jam. So it's like he didn't even need the fucking label though. He just he just kept going with his shit, you know. So, but wrestling organizations like Combat Zone and G- Game Changer and uh, there's a few other ones. Uh, NWA, they're yeah. all on Fight TV now. They can, you you know, all they do is pick a venue, bring their cameras, and I mean it's not the same production. No, but you're getting the pay per views out there. You know, and these kids will buy it. You know, it's like I, I don't think Tony Khan's too worried about. You know that the guy the guy owns a fucking football team, a, a, a soccer team. You know, and yeah, but but once again, he's you're right. He and let's let's just say hypothetically, they they get thrown off Turner. You know, he's gonna be all right. He could still stream online or what have you. Um, AEW is going to a streaming service at some point. Um, I think it's going to be evident. I, I, I'd imagine it'd be on HBO Max. But once again, how much are they really going to draw there? You know what I mean? A lot. Of, listen, safe. To, I think it's safe to say a lot of wrestling fans have um, HBO Max. I think it's I think it's very safe to say. Uh, but still, are they going to draw anybody there? Probably not. You know, and like I said, it sucks to say, but the truth is the truth. You know what I mean? And like I said, you guys are pulling in 800,000, 900,000. I think they just did a click. I know, I know they did better this past week, but they had there was sports on this week. They had they had dude, playoffs on. Dude, you're going to have playoffs on until June. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you know, it, it this happens every year when when the Monday night wars were going on, Monday night football was still running shit. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, sports will still own the day. 
The, okay. the, the most watched TV show on the planet for the last 50 years is what? The Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Okay? It don't matter who's playing. So, you blame the Hollywoods. The <laughs> fucking Rob. <laughs> Rob checking in. So, um, yeah, like, you know what? I don't care. They, these guys are going to... No one's going to starve. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't think Fox is going to fucking re-sign Vince, but... I don't that, think so. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know, dude. I'll, I'll, well, let's get... Let's, that's a good segue. Yeah. So, ba- WWE Backlash. Fucking fantastic card. It was a great card. You watched it? Yeah. Oh, good, good. I'm glad. Thank you. Yeah, I, I watched it. It took me thank, about three days to watch well, well, it. Well, thank you for doing a wrestling podcast and watching I wrestling. Watching wrestling. I appreciate you. <laughs> you and your fucking tag team partner. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it this week. Well, yeah. thanks for coming. You know. Yeah. Um, but no, seriously. And I said to you guys too, and I was. T- as a matter of fact, I'm glad Rob was in the room. On paper, this pay per view looked fucking awesome. And I'm like, it, 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 I hope it pans out. I gave it zero expectations, and I fucking loved all of it. It was so good. The Cody match delivered. The Ronda Rousey match was good. Yep. The fucking Usos with uh with uh, Roman Reigns against uh, the RK Bro, RK Bro, and fucking Braveheart. Braveheart. Yeah. Drew McIntyre. Um, that was fantastic. It was just a good fucking match. Yeah, good it was card. good. And and like I said, I mean, and that, there's a lot of talks about what's happening, what's going to be happening with Roman, which apparently he's he's not on the Hell in the Cell. Uh, he cut a promo. At that Trenton show where Fake Dusty was. Yeah. Um, saying that he may not see you guys again, and if I don't, thank you for everything. So apparently he signed a con- allegedly, he signed a contract with less dates. Because yeah. he wants to go, he wants to do what his cousin's doing. He wants to do movies. Sure. Um, so at one point, you know, and we've, I had, we talked about this le- last week at the convention. At one point, um, does the artist say, okay, I've done everything I could do in wrestling, let me do something else. And The Rock did it. People gave him shit for, oh, look at the Scorpion King. Yeah, he's the highest paid fucking actor now, 10 years later, 20 years later. Well, that's that's the whole idea, you know? is that, it, it? but it took that time. It took it took the Tooth Fairy. It took, uh, you know, Be Cool. Yeah, yeah, it no, took, I get it. It took these small roles. It, it, listen, I love, one of my favorite movies that he did was Walking Tall. I, I t- oh, the I remake, th- that's fantastic. I thought it was fucking great. Johnny Knoxville's in that movie, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He plays the fucking doofy friend, the deputy. Yeah, I I thought that movie was great, and uh, and it and it takes the work. I I mean, like I said, I mean the door's been happening. John Cena's doing the same thing right now. John Cena is doing like you you hear his voice on every commercial. car commercials yeah. and yeah, Tide and so garbage I, bags. I, I, I mean, you, you know, you look at it and you just go, "Is that the next thing?" I think what I should say is, I hope is that it's just going to be a, um, you know, maybe he just needs a little vacation, a little, little time off. You know, if he takes if he takes the summer off, because uh, what are you going to do with him with the belt? Uh, are we taking the belt off him now? Yeah, and then they got the they got the pay-per-view in, in, in Europe yeah. in September. Yeah. And I think he's even on the poster. And they got and they got the, the, the Summer Slams. It's going to be an outdoor show. He's got to be there. I mean. Money in the Bank's going to be at a baseball stadium. He has to be there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, I, he's probably going to stay on for, for, the, for the big shows, but maybe not do as many TVs, maybe not do as many house shows. And this might transition to somebody else being champion. Yeah, well, that's what you kind of need. You kind of need oh, to build yeah. up the next guy. And, and listen, who's the next guy? I mean, right now it's got to be Cody. I mean, you, you're, you're tempting... Drew Drew McIntyre, where you're getting him into the limelight, which I, is good. I think I think that experiment's done though. 
Yeah, I listen. I think it could still be done. I think it you could liked st- him as world champion. I though. still, I still, he got a raw deal. I mean, much like Big E, Big E got a raw deal with it too. But uh, I drew McIntyre more so because of it's just timing. Everything is timing. Like it, it, it was that, that was during the COVID time, and they tried getting him in front of a crowd, but you know, at that point, you know. Maybe in, in front of a crowd, it should have been a heel turn per se. Maybe, but that's that's just hindsight talking now. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, you're gonna have to get the belt off. And listen, come WrestleMania 39, it's gonna be in Hollywood. I'm I'm sure Vince is still hoping, holding on to any kind of hope that it's gonna be The Rock against <laughs> uh, Roman at some point. And at that point, Roman doesn't need the belt on for that. No, there's Rock. But you know what the fun part about that is? If that's if that comes to fruition it's because everybody involved wants to do it yeah this is not like oh i need the oh, money yeah. or like we wrestling needs this no that's just a box office fucking draw yeah in hollywood in, in the rocks hollywood, ho- in the rocks hometown right now you know what i'm saying yeah that's the so, way to do it i'm and... not mad at that they're finishing up production on black adam yeah which i'm so fucking stoked for um but you know i can't tell you um how excited i am for roman reigns because i want him to he's I was watching some of his old shit, and I'm like, man, I gotta tell you, he's so good. Yeah, like, he. I know, I know. I I I make fun of Cena all the time with this, the safe era when no, you know, they were afraid to do anybody would put the belt on anybody else but Cena at that point, and it, it worked because he became like the fucking the lunchbox guy, you know, yeah. the poster guy and the wrestling figure guy. Uh, now Roman Reigns is that guy, even as a heel, you know, as a, as a, as a, as, a, as a tweener, right? So I I just for me it's like. I want him to succeed so much. His and his, put it back in the fu- everybody's fucking faces. Like you know what? Here, screw you. I did it. I did all this. You know. Here's what I want. I I think it's gonna be plain and simple. Roman saying that. I think we're getting the wheels turning. Uh, it's so transparent these days because of what we do, podcasts and. The internet and everything, it's so transparent that it is hard to kind of make make a storyline, you know, satiable for us. Insatiable, I should say. Um, this is what I think. It just dawned on me now. I want to see Batista-esque 2010-2009. For Roman. For Roman. Okay. I'm Hollywood. Hollywood Rock, 04. Gets the big roles right off the 04. bat. 04. Yeah, Batista got big roles like off the bat. I'm this big I'm this big movie star. I don't need to be here. And, you know, because he's so good. I, I, the, the Bloodline stuff, it took a while for it to start getting started. But it, what, now we're here. Can't get enough. It's clearly the best thing on, on, on the program. Uh, let, let it be like a Hollywood Roman Reigns type thing where it could be... He's a this big movie star. Does one movie, he comes back. You know, essentially what what the Miz was supposed to be, essentially. You know, like yeah, and you the, know, and the, and the Miz and the Miz made his mark. No pun intended, but the Miz made his mark. Not doing the mainstream movie shit. He did like the Marine Seven. And, yeah, but then the reality thing kicked in for him. Yeah, I wish I think they got signed on for another fucking season. And like, and people like my mom who don't watch Raw every week. You know, she'll watch two matches a fucking year now. But my mom loves it. My mom loves that show. Yeah. She knows who Mar- uh, Maurice is, and, and she knows the family, and, like, she's invested. And it's like that. But, yeah, I'm sorry, finish your point. 
but you know you 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 see you see that and you just go okay so when he cuts that promo is he I think it's a work. I think this is how you start. You know, he's going to take time off this, and he's a family man. I mean, for all intents and purposes, we don't know. I mean, he's had leukemia, what, twice already? Yeah. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it could have another flare-up. Yeah, maybe he wants to do this before, God forbid. You know, maybe he wants to get you it out of the way. You know what I mean? So maybe, maybe it's that. I hope it's a work, but I hope it's going to turn into a a rock in 04, you know, Batista in 2010. Like, that storyline always worked. Batista did it so fucking well. He would get to the ring. He would fucking dim the fucking lights. I don't want any of these people to be seen. Shine the spotlight on me. That's a perfect storyline right now for for Roman Reigns. If, you know, in in a year's time, two years' time, whatever the case may be. But I like to see it go that route. And, you know, there's always the talks of, like, if he goes to do movies, you know, I mean... He looks just like Jason Momoa already. Like you know, I mean, what's he's it got be? a look. He's yeah, got, he listen. He, he he won't be starving for for roles. I mean, no. Hollywood is stretching the fucking the, the silly party of movies right now. They're they're remaking everything. They're fucking Top Guns coming out in oh. t- two weeks. I heard there's gonna be a second Dirty Dancing. Yeah, I mean, there's some things you should just leave alone. Leave alone. But that's what they're doing, just because they can't come up with anything authentic. But. If you do a remake and you got a fucking Roman Reigns who's who's has who looks the part can probably act now some mm-hmm. somewhat because he has he's you know he's what's up there Mott Spock hey, Augie yeah. is in the house he's chill everybody, like everybody's saying hello to Augie oh yeah look he, at Augie yeah he's fucking chilling um but uh you know it, listen you can't knock somebody's hustle man yeah you can't knock somebody's hustle if that's what they want to do let them do it. As a fan, if you're a big fan of him and you're selfish about it, then that's fine, you know. And um, but in the same, in the hindsight, that opens the door for somebody else. And like I said, I think that somebody else right now is Cody. Yeah, is Cody and, and Cody's Cody's return has been, I would say, probably above my expectations. I would say because so. his his matches right now with 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 Seth, just both of them. And it's gonna call. It's gonna culminate, and and it's got to be at Hell in a Cell. It's gonna be a third match because that's gonna be the main event. If if Roman's not on the card, your next main event is gonna be Cody against Seth in inside Hell in a Cell. And I'm not mad at that. Cody's promo the night after the uh, WrestleMania, which was the whole "I'm doing this for my dad," and for me as a, as a Rhodes fan, that has to happen. You know, Dustin didn't do it. You know, Dusty won it three times. Um, Dustin never won a WWE title. Yeah. He, he fought for it a bunch of times in, with superstar Billy Graham. Um, but, you know, the, the mature Cody, not playing the martyr, not yes. playing the stupid reality show host, not coming out with fucking on Anderson with the laminated fucking playbook. <laughs> I like... Sophisticated, almost Ric Flair-ish. Yes, Cody Rhodes is he an amazing wrestler? No. Is he good? Yes. Is he is he a little above average? Yes. You know why? He's a fucking Rhodes. Let's 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 just put it. Let's just make it simple. He's he helped create AEW. Yes, without a doubt, it was his his vision, his his blood and sweat, but his his style fits a lot better in WWE. He can shine more. 
in WWE. He could have shined here. The problem is you can't be an EVP and shine. Yeah. This is where Kenny Omega is going to have a problem. The Young Bucks don't have a problem with it because Young Bucks are hardly ever um, putting themselves in title matches all the time, and they and they they have the internet thing going on, and they they they're on another they're on another level, right? Yeah. When it comes to management, but guys like Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes, you can't be an executive vice president of a wrestling company and then expect to go out there and be the fucking top guy and be the face. Yeah, you can't because you know what? You you're wearing two hats. You're one of the boys. In the locker room, and now you're their boss. Yeah, and even Cody said it. Some of these guys still talk to me as their boss, and I'm not even their boss anymore. Yeah, which makes it hard for them to fucking you know relate. So yeah, his character fits more this style. I think so. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I'm I'm actually liking what WWE's doing right now. I'm I'm pretty happy. Yeah, they had they like I said um you know, Raw two weeks ago was great. Uh, Backlash was a great event. Uh. You know, I love the Rhea Ripley with Edge. Oh, my God. Such a perfect fit. First of all, I thought it was Ali. Yeah. When when he, when he, when she came into the ring, I'm like, that's Ali. Because they, 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 you know, they were trolling him online, right, yeah. on, on Twitter. When she took the hood off, I was like, fucking brilliant. Perfect. perfect. And you know what? If Listen, it, this is what Edge needs. It's a perfect role for Edge. Hey, you know what? Listen, you, you're you at that part of your, your career. You have to keep going. Like, reinvent yourself. Yep. You know, it's like, has the cult thing been done? Like, I was telling Rob, every cult needs a fucking skirt. Yeah. Kevin Sullivan. Go back to Kevin Sullivan. Purple haze, I summon thee. He yeah. had the fucking cult, though. A Buddha saying, and fucking, he had woman. He had Nancy. He had Nancy. Every cult has a fucking female character in it. And it's and I like I said I think she's a perfect fit. She needs to do something. I was liking the stuff with with Liv, um, but this is this fits more of I think Ripley's character and, and what it can be. She has the ceiling got a little bit bigger now all of a sudden for her. And and like I said, this is a perfect role for Edge. Um, Damien Priest, although not a per, per, uh, a young guy, I don't like him at all. Uh, not a young guy, but this is a good position for him. They need one more person in, inside. And like you said, and Ali, would I think, would be good. You need, that would have been perfect. You need a young guy. Um, but, yeah, no, Rhea Ripley is great, and she, that, that, they, it's perfect. It's perfect. Um, yeah. Even Damian Priest, I don't like him, but it fit, he fits that, it fit, that. He fits it. He fits that cult thing. Yep. The cult thing, yeah, I was calling it the other day. But like you said, I, I mean, I'm not crazy about the name Judgment Day. Who gives a shit um, but, at this point? You know, it, it it can definitely work, and it's and it's perfect for Edge because it, it it can keep him on TV every week, and you're all you're doing is elongating his career because he doesn't have to be in the ring that often, and when he is in the ring, it, it it'll matter more. He had a great match with AJ. It's and it and it matters. Speaking of AJ, good segue because Mott Spock checking in. Yeah. Uh, does Finn turn AJ to join Edge? The story fits. Mm. But at that point, AJ AJ's by himself. Yeah. Everybody needs a friend, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I, I think for whatever reason, Finn Balor is just, he's just not, he's not positioned. He needs to go home, Jay. He's not positioned well. He needs to go home. He needs to go to New Japan. He needs to go home. He needs to go to New Japan. I love him so much, him, Shinsuke. Like, they've done, they've, they're not going to go, they're not going to go any higher than what they are now. Yeah, I, and and it's funny because after WrestleMania, they Shinsuke had had a little run in with Roman, and I was I was hoping I was hoping they fucking 
did a match with them. Um, Shinsuke, it's listen. It's just there's only AEW and WWE kind of have the same problem, but WWE does not handle it better because there's not the AEW has a lot of top spots and a lot of featured spots. WWE, on the other hand, does not. Right. There's only the pyramid gets very small at the top, mm-hmm. and their second, third level is just great, and it's and it's very interchangeable. There, Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, Finn Balor. Um, like you look at SmackDown, like your IC champ, you know Ricochet. It's a fucking second thought. It's a third thought, and he's your arguably your second or third best babyface on SmackDown. Yeah, next to Drew. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, ma- yeah, perfect. So like, d- it, it gets a little thin up there. So you you got to start expanding the horizons. And Finn Balor, he's just kind of, you know, he's floating kind of into a, a it, into a. The money's got to be good because they're still there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, without a doubt. So, all right, I got two more things. Then we'll take a break. Yeah. And we got a cool throwback for you tonight. And watching actually the 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 match after what happens, we'll we'll talk about it in a few yeah. minutes. But um. So, we all know the thing going on with Sonny, oh. uh, with the whole vehicular homicide fucking angle that's going on with her. Apparently, her bail got revoked today. Yeah, I, I think she, I, I, she might, she might not be coming home for a very long time. That's, and first and foremost, that's the right call. I, I, I mean, yeah, she, say, needs, she needs help. Say, like, say what you need. Say what she needs help. Say what you will. Um, I have a soft spot for her. Me too. Um. You know, but a lot of it is just nostalgia, obviously. Yeah. But what? But what she's done is just—it's just reckless, you know, and 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 careless. It's reckless abandonment, really, is what it is. It's like it's—it's it's almost like it's a disregard for anything that's yeah, remotely you're just, responsible. You're you 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 can't handle anything. And then you're playing a victim. Yeah, don't do a Cody. Yeah, don't 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 come out with the with guns blazing and play the martyr. You know you're, what I'm saying? You're playing a victim on social media, saying. You know, you you suffered a uh, a seizure or whatever the case is. Like no, like yeah, but you know, your your blood alcohol content was just fucking through the roof. Yeah, you shouldn't. Have, first off, you don't have a license. You you have um, you know, charges against you in other states for driving, and me- meanwhile you're still driving. Yeah. No, you know, listen, you got a problem with alcohol. That's that's one thing, but you know, don't don't get behind the wheel. She's constantly impaired. That's the problem. Right? Yes. And it's, it's chemically Im- it's chemically imbalanced. Yeah. Um. But now I have to play devil's advocate for her because this week, Bill Demott comes out. Now, we, Bill Demott has a tragic story. He lost a daughter to a um drunk driver. Okay. And th- this is not again. This you, you, we all know my disdain for Bill Demott. Yeah. Not a fan. Okay. Um, but he tragically lost a, a child in a fucking, in a drunk driving thing. So him coming out and saying that Sonny should be pulled from the Hall of Fame because no, you know, no, no accountability. He did this whole fucking diatribe on, um, on Twitter. <laughs> Tammy's boyfriend under Tammy's name was on a diatribe with Don Tony. It's another fucking That's story. A, yeah, I was going to say Holy shit. Don Tony pulled up fucking like insurance records. Don Tony does insurance for a living. Yeah, he pulled up the the, the insurance for the car. It was a fucking shit show. Shout out to Don Tony by the way, doing his thing, always doing his thing. Um, but Bill Demott comes out and says, this, I mean, he puts out this big fucking diatribe about you know 
pull Sonny from this, pull Sonny from that. Sonny did porn that didn't pull her, right? With the with the ring on, and she was taking loads to the face. I have it. I have the footage right here. <laughs> I, have, I have proof, okay? Um, but the thing is, Bill DeMott is the biggest hypocrite. He had to leave his dream job because he sexually harassed wrestlers. Yeah. And he bullied fucking other wrestlers. And he ran a fucking Nazi-ish fucking training camp at the Performance Center. So instead of them embarrassing him and saying, you got fired, they basically made him fucking quit. And he's been out of the limelight since. So if you're going to pick a spot with somebody by holding accountability, who the fuck are you? You, no one held you accountable. When somebody, when somebody held you accountable, you couldn't even come out with it because you were so fucking ashamed yes. of what you did, you fucking kid-touching bully. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, for me, I'm like, people live in houses, glass houses, please keep the stones in your pocket, man. Yeah. Like, don't come out. Listen, again, losing your kid, that's fucking tragic. He'll never get over that. It's, it's, it'll burn. It'll Burn his family for the rest of their lives. It's awful. Losing a child that couldn't imagine losing a child, right? And keep it as such. That's something we talk about with your fucking peers on yeah. the side. Don't go on social media asking for Tammy's head. Tammy went right back. Tammy was like, fuck you. You're a fucking kid toucher. You know, and she has that. And she, listen, this, this, this wrestling glass mansion. It's a mansion now, Jay. <laughs> it's a mansion. Stop throwing stones. At the glass mansion, okay? Shut the fuck up and stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to look foolish. Yeah. All right? If I said something on this podcast 10 years ago that was fucking terribly offensive to somebody or or to a group or something else or whatever, 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 and someone pulls it up 10 years later and be like, you know what? You fucked up. That could burn me for the rest of my life. But still, like, that's that's my cross to bear. I'm not going to go back and go, well, you said this 10 years ago. Because you know what? At the end of the day, glass houses, man. Yeah. Glass houses. So it's, it's, in, in this instant, Tammy clearly, clearly needs help of just any, any kind. I mean, and this is beyond what Buff Bagwell's doing right now at, at Right, right, DDP. of course. Like yeah. this is beyond DDP. You know, she needs you know what like, I mean? she needs psychiatric fucking yes. Yes. Yeah, that's she needs where, all of that. That's where it starts. So that's where I'm coming at it where like where Bill DeMont should be lack of a better word, the better man in, in this scenario and going instead of instead of essentially kicking her while she's really down. And granted, listen She's posting on before she got arrested and now in jail. Like she was posting on social media, uh, OnlyFans and whatever, and and all this stuff. And you know, listen, okay, whatever. You know, she shouldn't be doing that either. Um, but still, you 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 know what she is. You know what you're dealing with. There's no need to kick her while she's down. And and I'm not defending her. I'm just it's calling it like it is. She's an addict. She's she has a problem. Yeah. You're not helping the problem. If anything, you're making it worse. You're you're amplifying it, and you're you're ha- you're forcing her to to lash out. And like you said, and should she, uh, newsflash, you know she's she's gonna be taken out of the uh, Hall of Fame. 
you don't you don't you don't hear her name anywhere. Like who and, cares? And let's, so. and let's just say hypothetically speaking, I haven't been on WWE's fucking website in ages. Is she gonna be on there? Does it really matter at this? Well, let at me this ask stage you, l- Let me let me ask you this then. You want to pull out the list of fucking degenerates that's on that fucking Hall of Fame already? Yeah, I, I mean it's. Uh, I mean, you could. That's it's a at least a dozen. I I could rattle off probably a dozen of them. Yeah. Okay. That I can that did terrible fucking awful things to people. Yeah. Right. British, so British Bulldog used to fucking. Oh, I don't know. Uh, fucking fabulous Moolah. Yeah. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on. Right. But are we doing? Are, are we holding people accountable? Well, that's that's once again. This is what I always say: is like, where does the ball? Where do you stop bouncing the ball? Is is and that's and that's what we're saying here: is that it's it's it goes without saying. Like WWE is going. You don't need to lead the charge. And listen, Bill Demont went through a a uh, unbelievably heartbreaking thing. Yeah, absolutely, I, nowhere near trying absolutely. to 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 diminish that. But in the same sense, like the the bigger thing to do would be to try to help. Right. Instead, see what you what you're doing is you're trying to make yourself relevant by going online. Yes, you're trying this, to get into good graces. This is why I fucking hate Bully Ray because Bully Ray does this shit too. Yeah. It's like I don't. You don't need to do anything else. Like stay in your fucking lane. I go on Twitter every single day. I I think it's a two percentile where I respond to something. Yeah. Why? I don't need people. Don't need to know my response to everything that bothers me. That's the problem with the society. Yes. It's like you you have all these platforms still, and you want to get your shit out, which we're doing it right now, <laughs> right? But the same breath, I don't have to respond to every single thing that our fans type to us. And and like you said, like you know about what's and this is society today. Unfortunately, and I this is where I I stand on it, and it's just my opinion. Um, my opinions do not reflect that that of the term. No, no, the they they do. But like. <laughs> okay, if if we're gonna if we're gonna let's just say hypothetically like like your example, you said something ten years ago and you can't okay, you can apologize for it, but ten years ago was it's it's a different landscape. Yeah. I, and I'm not and I'm not no, condoning no, did, defending that, No, this is the same way I'm gonna go with that. But, right. but, and and what Bill DeMont did allegedly did, but whatever, you know, did do, uh, you know, I'm not saying it was acceptable, but People would just like it's like like I don't want to say the word hazing. That's not the right word for it. But mm-hmm, you know it's hazing adjacent, and these were things that were done. Like, and like and no one's defending it. Like look at like we're looking at Ric Flair. Like Ric Flair would used to go on the fucking you know he, he dark side of the ring. They would talk about the plane ride from hell. That's what Flair used to do in the eighties and nineties. Yo, is he disgusting for doing it in two thousand? No, but Tommy Dreamer lost his job for defending him. Yeah. And and it's just like that's what he did. Like I, yeah. I'm not defending it. But that's what that's what, it was accepted. Yeah. Same thing with 70s television. I watch 70s television five times a week. Yeah. Most of it's ethnic. They'll drop the n bomb. They'll say some racist shit about Puerto Ricans and whites and Jews and and Polish people. Like you can't do that now, obviously, right? And rightfully so. And, and, right. I mean, but again, it's. You know, and we all had the racist relative. You know, we all had we all had an Archie Bunker in our family. Some some of us still do, right? <laughs> and and like you said, I'm not like defending my uncle or my aunt or my cousin, but I'm I'm accepting of I'm not I'm staying in my lane. That's my point. I'm not going after them every time I do something stupid. Yeah. Okay. And and, and the and the idea is too like 
like I said, like you you could have helped the situation. That's not helping the situation. Yeah, reach out to her on on you know on the side. DM her, d- direct message her, call call somebody who knows her. You all have mutual friends. Yeah, he's got to have a friend that's cool with her. Like call your friend and, and go, yo man, why don't you talk to her? Well, let's get her some help. Let's fucking do something for her. You know, and like I said, I mean that's when you're getting emotionally charged. And like I said, nowhere near trying to diminish what he went through and and is still going through. No, but and he used it as a platform, and you yes. know what? It's fucking stupid. Stay yes. in your fucking lane, man. Yeah. If you're her friend, reach out to her. If you know somebody who knows her, reach out to them. And at and at the end of the day, justice is served because she should not be on the streets. I, the fact of the matter is, yeah, that's, and, I, and I'm a big Sonny fan. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I am too. I'm not. I'm not dispa- disparaging any of that. I I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate for for the build the build the Yeah, fact fact of the matter is, she's taken off the streets. She, she, I mean, for lack of a better word, she can't be trusted. She's a. I don't want to say she's a menace, but. <laughs> My friends, close to it. My friends, on the right side of of the of the political of the political uh, world, say and post the most obnoxious, terrible things about certain people in this world, about certain countries, about ethnicities, and these memes and these fucking videos are fucking disgusting. My left friends post terrible. Terrible <laughs> fucking nonsense about the Republicans on the other side, or they'll post about their their leadership. They'll post about uh, flags, and they'll they'll make memes and vi- and make mu- my friend made a music video, right? If I sat online all day and responded to the 10, 20, 40 people that I love in my life that are doing this, I would become unglued. Yeah. But you know what I do? Stay in my lane. Yep. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has them. Some of them stink. Stay in your lane. Just that's all I'm saying, Billy boy. Yep. Stay in your lane. Mourn your daughter. Try to fix your fucking life because now you you were out of a job that you that you could have held for for forever. By the way. Yeah. But you're a fucking bully kid toucher, so. Uh, like I said, I mean, I, I think he was, like you said, I think he was trying to use it to try and... Make himself relevant. Yeah, and, and get a, get him on the right side of this situation and work his way into the good grace. You know, I don't know. That's what that's what how I'm looking at it. And to me, you know, it's that's not the way to do it. I mean, time heals everything. And like I said, Bill DeMont, you know, he, what, he, what he was just doing was using... I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say he was using his his daughter's death. And, and like I said, this might be how he actually feels. But unfortunately, that's that's it's not the correct way to go about it. She's Sonny is just a, a woman in dire need, dire fucking need of help. Just straight up needs help. And at the end of the day, justice is being served. She's off the streets. But you got to look at it like this. When you see somebody down, you don't fucking kick them while they're down. Uh, that's how I've always looked at it. I I am a big proponent of lending an olive branch to anybody who will listen for help. And it's like a mental health thing, too, because I battle it every single day. And I had a friend the other day. I was talking to him, and I was like, you know, it's the hardest part for me is getting up out of bed every day and finding purpose besides going to uh, besides making money to keep a roof over my head and feed myself mm-hmm. I have to find purpose in what I'm doing with my life every day 
And for some people, they can't do that. So they'll turn to a substance or they'll turn to alcohol or they'll turn to uh, social media. They'll turn to something else that can make them enhance whatever they're feeling and make it better, right? Mm-hmm. So my whole that's my whole thing. Uh, and I was just like praying for Sonny. Bill DeMott just staying in his fucking lane, you know? So Yep, that's it. All right, before we go to break, I got one more thing for you. And I'm and I was hoping fucking Numb Nuts was here too, so we can I wanted his input too. So tonight's episode, tonight's throwback, is one of the greatest rematches of all time. Okay? That's the main event. Um and I asked the throwback is in in in, uh, in on the page today. What was the last time when was the last time you were excited for a rematch in pro wrestling when was the last time you said i would buy a pay-per-view to watch this rematch when was the last time you said oh my god i can't wait to see these guys fight again because for me it was everything whether it was a house show or tonight's throwback something makes you want to watch this fucking match and it helped that both guys could work, right? So my question to them, and they brought up some really good fucking, uh, really good examples. Uh, guys did. They were fucking, uh, Eric Martin got involved. Matt Squires got involved. So it was like, I, I must tell you, we have some smart fucking fans because they, they, they pulled it. They just, they took my, my, my question and, and they ran with it. So I was going to ask you and fucking, and uh, the fucking gypsy, <laughs> what, you do you remember the last time you were physically, mentally exhausted, excited about a, a rematch in pro wrestling? <sighs> rematch in pro wrestling. The first one that jumps to my mind, in all honesty, is Cody against Nick Aldis. That's my first. That's the first one that jumps to my mind. Um, mainly because. I was a really big fan of Cody winning the title. I think he should have held it for longer. Personally. I was there. Um, I was there for that. But that's like the first one that jumps to my mind. Um, you know, you, you you hawk back to CM Punk against against uh, you know John Cena. Those were some great fucking matches. Um, you always knew what you were in store for. Um, uh, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Austin, Bret Hart's a, another good one because they. I love their Survivor Series '96 match. Yeah, I, I love that match. Um, so the WrestleMania rematch was was good, it was uh, great, obviously. But um, yeah, I mean, in recent memory, I would have to go with Nick Aldis and and. Uh, you know, Cody, I think. I think that's, that's you know, recent memory, and that's four years ago, you know, at this point. Yeah. So, because, you know, it had that big fight feel to it, you know. Yeah. Like it's, it reminds you of an old boxing match or... How know. it would be. Yeah, right, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, Shane Lynn saying, Warrior Savage, SummerSlam 92. Uh, how about, yeah, she's with the world title on the line. The WrestleMania 7 match was awesome. Uh, what about um, what do you call it, Mister Perfect? Then uh, what's his face? Um, Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Yeah, at King of the Ring. Yeah, but that wasn't like built as a rematch. 
but I mean, it just happened to be a rematch in a tournament. You're right; it wasn't built as a rematch. But it's like it was a rematch. Yeah, though. when you when you talk about like rematches, like going into, you know, Music City Showdown, that was booked as the rematch. Correct. It was. It this is the rematch that we all got to see, and. If I, you know, I wish if I had more time, I, I would have went back to watch the first one in February. You know, yeah, the first yeah. one in '89 in February. Yeah, and it's funny to hear Ric Flair's take on it. He goes, "Ah, I've had, I, I've had hundreds." He of, has though. He's like, I've they, had he's been wrestling matches. Steamboat since the '70s. He's like, I've had a hundred better matches with Steamboat. Yeah, I, I loved, he did I though. That idea, but in the book too. It, I when I first, I read the book in. <sighs> When the when that first Flair book came out, like the early two thousands, like two thousand three, yeah, right. I read that. I was at work. I remember reading. I was just reading on the ambulance every day, and I'm like, man, I can you imagine if they had footage of some of these matches, yeah, of him and of him and, and Steamboat from Mid Atlantic or NWA, Crockett, whatever. But yeah, so guys, when was uh, Austin Rock? Yeah, yeah, Austin Rock was. Bu- yeah, you know, I forgot about that. That's I'm, I'm trying to think of ones that were booked. Cena Rock. Cena, I was, I was, I was not a fan of it. But it was, I mean, I wasn't. But the build up was, you know, the they, build up was. They had to wait a whole fucking year. They, they should have built it up better, but they didn't. Yeah. Um. All right. Listen. Let's take a quick break. We talked a lot tonight because we yeah. haven't had really had a nice chance to sit down and talk like we usually do. Um. But we have a really great throwback for you tonight. Absolutely. Week. So, uh, we'll take a quick break. We're gonna plug our friends, and then we'll come back and we'll wrap the show up with the. Very fucking kick-ass throwback tonight. Terminal Throwbacks, thank you for the chat room tonight. Thank you for Facebook and uh, on Rant DM and everything. Uh, I'm Phil. This is Jay. And uh, what Alfred Hayes take us to the break? Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge. Have some laughs. Because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MarkOrderPod and on Facebook.com slash MarkOrderPod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. 
Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network, and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. What's up? This is Mark here, the world's strongest man, and I'm looking for my son, Rage. You're watching Turnbuckles and Throwbacks with Jay and that son of a bitch, Choppy. Throwbacks with live in the rant. Facebook tonight, the fucking camera works. It's Phil, it's Jay. Oh, yeah. It's a chat room, and the computer decides to free. I clean this computer, like, like you know, internally, like, ridiculous. Yes, because we know you have a podcast, as he shamelessly plugs his fucking podcast in the chat room. Gotta do it. Yeah. Um, uh, that's, his, that's his theme song when he, wor- when he walks into the bedroom. I'm going to ask Megan that, because I don't, I don't think that's the truth. <laughs> I think I think you're fucking fronting. All right, all right, there, nature, cuz mine's uh, simply ravishing. Simply ravishing. Ow! Anybody seen Richie? Yes, my <laughs> mine's a clown song. 
So, mine's doink. All right. All right. Are we ready? Are, ready. We, are we ready for the throwback of the week? I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. Are you guys ready? Um, Come on, computer. There you go. And now, here is your throwback of the week, sponsored by the Shining Wizards Network and Rant EM Radio. All right, big copper pump. Music what? shitty. Music's shitty. Music shitty. Music city showdown. That's right. Um, May the seventh, nineteen hundred and eighty-nine, from Nashville, Tennessee, is a uh, what do you call that? They call that place music. Is music, it, city. music city. Okay. Music city. It is Wrestle War eighty-nine. Wrestle War eighty-nine. A little backstory though. Vince was charging an exorbitant amount of money for WrestleMania five at this point, right? Um, and they went to Ted Turner and asked him if the wrestling company can do a pay per view. This is like WCW was still in its infancy at this point. The, the sale didn't really p- p- technically go through until ninety one, but yeah. they were in cahoots with them. Um, if they could do it for a lower price for the same date. If Turner agreed, NWA starts making plans for Wrestle War on the same day, hence the name, yeah. I'm guessing. But mm-hmm. McMahon lowered his price for five, and then it turned out the actual cable companies um, ended their fucking bullshit. So Clash of the Champions gets plugged into the date. Yeah. For, so And Wrestle War is scheduled for a month later because Vince wasn't you know doing the right thing. Which, so. is, which is a smart move on WCW, if you really think about it, because you know not everybody's going to pay for... They're not going to pay for the pay per view. I mean, granted, it's WrestleMania. Um, at this point, it's the the name is selling uh, Hogan against Macho, uh, but you know, not everybody's going to pay for it. So you might as well throw it's it's the essentially what WrestleMania weekend is these days. You know what I mean? Correct. It's almost like the same the same kind of effect, which is kind of kind of good to think about. All right, May seventh, nineteen eighty nine, Jim Ross, Bob Cottle on the stick. Nashville, Tennessee, the Oak Ridge Boys <laughs> doing the national anthem. Now I'm pretty sure we've done this throwback, but like uh-huh. it's, I wanted to fresh eyes because I don't think I did it with you and Chops. No. So I want you guys to, to to witness and this whole rematch thing got me fucking going last week. I was in my in while I was sitting there while you guys were going back and forth to the to the gimmick floor. Yeah. I was fucking like getting giddy. I was watching it on the fucking on on the cock on the computer. Your old cack. Yeah, on the cack. Um, and I was really excited for, uh, like, this, this, the concept of, of the rematch, man. Because when Ricky Steamboat won the championship, it was a big fucking deal, man. Big deal. Because, you know, this was the, you know, Ricky Steamboat was one of the most prolific baby faces of, 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 of all time, you know? So, all right, your opening match, Doug Gilbert, younger brother of Eddie Gilbert, a.k.a. the Dark Patriot, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Insane fucking wrestler. Um, taking on the Great Muta. Great Muta. It was supposed to be JYD. Yeah. Um, but JYD would rather be unemployed and do a job than the Great Muta. <laughs> he d- legitimately, he refused the job of the Great I Muta. I believe it. Um, JYD was nowhere near who JYD was in the early 80s. Uh, he's just coming off the WWF run where, you know, he was, he was fairly... 
popular, I would say, in WWF. He was nowhere near what he was in in Mid-South. I'm going to regret this because I'm not using my glasses right now, but I'm comfortable. Go ahead. There you go. He wasn't what a, he was in Mid-South, but he was, but he was a star. He was a solid number two, number three in WWF in popularity-wise, I would say. JYD? JYD was two. Yeah. I mean, if Snooker didn't kill his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, um, if, if, a rake, if a ranking murder is, but we're not. But, um, you know, but, yeah, to come out and, and, and say that you're not going to job to Great Muda, uh, you know. Granted, you know, should, should, uh, should JYD be there in that position? Probably not. But you're also not the star who you used to be, so go figure. Yeah. Um, you know, so Gilbert does the job. It's it sets up Muda for a, a probably run. a better match with, with 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 Doug Gilbert. <laughs> than oh yeah, no, yeah, Doug Gilbert can work. <laughs> JYD know? not so much. Um, so uh, what is what's the chat room saying over here? Hold on, Shaylin's like, let's see, let's see, JYD was a, JYD. He did no show to pay per view because he didn't want to job the rate Muda. Meh. But Thank, um, Shaylin likes my shirt. Thank you. Actually, Jay bought me this for Christmas. We, uh... So, I'm but, sorry. But the, the next match was just bizarre well, to me. Lance Russell, Lance Russell is backstage with Nature Boy Ric Flair. Yes, and I yes. Actually, and I actually opened up the, the tonight's show with the promo. Um, so, that's good. So, your next match, yes. Go ahead, Jay. Of all people, Lance Russell, too. I, I, I remember, like, seeing that and going, oh, he was there. Yeah, Lance Russell was the man, dude. Um, but yeah, the next match, Ranger Ross against Butch Reed, where this is another one that this was bizarre booking for me because Butch Reed after this goes on to, 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 to be with doom, which is excellent. Um, but you know, Ranger Ross was like a, he was a, a particular blip in, uh, wrestling history. No, no. Yeah. Nothing significant. The problem, yeah. and you know, my 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 love and admiration for Hacksaw Butch Reed. The problem, the only problem Butch Reed ever had was he never stayed anywhere. Yeah, he could have been a multi-time world champion. He was talented. He could talk. He had a fucking body of an Adonis, and he was African American, which was fucking huge back then because there weren't many African American stars, which was tragic. Mm-hmm. But he could have marketed that before Ron Simmons did, taking nothing away from Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons was the fucking man. But Butch Reed was a ph- phenomenal talent, by the way. Oh, yeah. You know, so he makes <clears throat> short work of... Um, of Ranger Ross. Ranger Ross, who... <clears throat> and like I said, where Ranger Ross, he's coming in with this, and he's a heel in this in this match, where it's like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it was nothing... I, I'm glad after this, Butch Reed went on to Doom, um, because that, that was a better fit, I would say, for, for, for Butch Reed, and gave him something to, to kind of really shine a little bit because same thing like he he's in the second match here and you know didn't really you know do much until doom happened at least we go back to backstage with lance russell with the total package lex luga oh, pain, painful painful yeah problem. lance asks lex to express his anger by drawing lines with his finger as he talks <laughs> and lex draws four lines in the air and so yeah. he must be pretty angry it would be like this yes thank you Jay. Like, like he's leveling out something and and Jay does it for the camera. I love it. Thank you for the visual. Yep. Thank you, uh, Big Kappa. All right. Um, your next match, Jay. Uh, Captain Redneck. Dick against, Murdoch against uh, Cowboy Bob Orton, who we've seen at the. He looked great too, by the way. Yeah. Couldn't understand a goddamn word he said, but he he, he looked great. Um, who Bob did? Bob, yeah. 
But uh, I love Dick Murdoch. You mean this Bob Orton? This is Bob Orton, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Thank you. Sorry. You sound pretty good there, actually. In, in person, he did not sound good. No. Okay. But Carry uh, on. But, you know, this this match uh, did not last long. <laughs> oh, no. No. Um, normally with the bull rope matches, I thought you had to touch all four corners of the, of the, mat, of the, of the posts. That's yeah. what I thought you had to do. Gary Hart managing Bob Orton was perfect. I just wish Bob Orton would have stayed. Yeah, I, you know, and and like I said, I mean, I, I don't want to say that they're both past their prime. Uh, Dick Murdoch definitely was, but Bob yeah. Orton could still get it done. Gary Hart not having a good night though. No, God no, not oh, here. No, not not this whole night at all. But uh, yeah, this was kind of once again just a throwaway match. Uh, you know, when you look at it, the, the card, you know. Under a microscope, clearly there's only one shining match <laughs> in, in this whole thing. A lot of filler. Uh, this was one of them. Yeah. We go backstage. Michael P.S. Hayes is ready for his U.S. title match with Total Package. Lex Luger. This is one of my favorite turns of all time, and I've yes. mentioned that. We had a list of uh, favorite turns. This is one of my favorites, Michael Hayes turning on Lex Luger. They had a good little run. I just wish it would have lasted a little longer. But Michael Hayes should have won the U.S. title, but I digress. Yes, I agree. I digress. Michael Hayes is one of those guys who reinvented himself over and over again, kept that Freebird gimmick, but should, was a was a pretty decent singles wrestler. Wasn't very technical or dynamic, but he can work. He could work. And he got the crowd over, and he should have been a champion, singles champion, but I digress. What's your next match, buddy? Dynamic dudes against the Samoan SWAT team. Yeah, they're such in a big hurry to put the fucking SST over, they throw the dudes at him. Yeah. <laughs> With Paulie Dangerously, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, who else Who else would you have to manage here? But the, your oh, no. I head of counsel? I, w- I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> the head of counsel. And uh, this match is pretty good, yeah. I thought. I thought I thought this was pretty good. And, uh, you know, it's your, it's your basic NWA tag match. You know, Samoans, unfortunately, are the, the heels pretty much in every angle that they're ever in. But uh, I thought this was pretty good. I just it's just the dynamic. It's just unbelievably hokey. It's just it's just cheese on top of cheese on top of cheese. And I don't know, Laurinaitis, <coughs> great stuff in Japan. Great stuff. People power. Um, Johnny Ace drop kicks off top rope on Shane on, so Shane can do the three with the with the so Shane cleans house with the drop kicks, but he gets clothesline with with a little extra mustard on that one. Splash from off the top rope by Fatu nearly ends it, but Johnny Ace makes the save. Fatu goes for the slam. Johnny Ace drop kicks him off the ropes, which which makes Shane cover him up. Uh, so, you know, and like I said, I mean, they were they were obviously Shane Douglas and 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 Laurinaitis, good wrestlers in their own right, especially Shane at this time. He was Shane, so young too. Shane at this time was excellent. Um, Johnny Ace is just it. I hate to say. It's just a fucking charisma vacuum. Yeah, but his fucking mullet was on point, though. <laughs> oh, God. One of the best mullets ever. I he mean, next might... to Bobby Eaton. Who had the best mullet? Like, that's a th- we had we had a... I actually had to pull the episode up. We we ranked mullets, but... Mullet off. It, but they, they, he's up there, though. He's got to be up he's there. He's up there. Right? He's absolutely up there. There's All no right. doubt. Lance Russell welcomes Luthez, Pat O'Connor, and Terry Funk. There'll be a panel of judges sitting at ringside. And everybody explains the criteria they'll be using if the match goes to a draw, meaning the Flair Steamboat match. Yeah, that's how significant the rematch was. That they brought in three former NWA Heavyweight Champions, uh, old-time champions, to 
to uh, for this. Okay. What's What's funny is you you look at it. You know, obviously, maybe using a little hindsight, but you look at it and you see, you see Luthez, who is a, a legend upon legend. Uh, Pat O'Connor, who I didn't really know much about, apparently from New Zealand, I had no idea. Uh, and you see that, and then you see Terry Funk, and you just go, one of these is not like the other. And Terry Funk is a legend at this point, at you know, 1989. Yeah. But, like, you just go, there's a lot more gas in his tank than the other guy. So, like, you know, if if you're if you're forward-looking, you're going, something's going to happen with this. But, yeah. you know, I, they, they were telling a good story with that, which I, I, I really did kind of respect. Um, you know, they were they were talking about. It. They were really trying to win over the fact of that. Is if it ever come down to a decision, there's going to be. A, so you knew the match was going to go long first and foremost. I had to though. Yeah, you knew the match was going to go long. Storyline purposes alone, you had to. Ric Flair doesn't get doesn't get warmed up to about twenty minutes into a match. Oh, <laughs> right. He does the bro ways, but he waits twenty minutes to get himself to get his uh to get his cardio up. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um. Your next match, Jay? Oh, Luger against Michael Hayes. For the U.S. title? I, I And I, I cannot agree more. I really I really wanted to see... I don't know. I really wanted to see Hayes win. Um, With Hiro Matsuda, by the way. Yes, which I, I Ironically, because he, 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 he trained Luger. He trained Luger. So that makes it interesting. But um, I, I tell you one thing. Hayes, Hayes got a good match at a Luger, I would say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hayes, um, Hayes got a good match at a Luger. At one point, they're both gassed out, though. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Terry Gordy comes to ringside wearing a pink polo shirt. Yes. And I'm not going to tell him he can't. So 1989, so 1990. I won't tell Terry. I would never tell Terry Gordy anything different because I, I, in real life, he would have. It's such a shame, though, what 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 happened to to Gordy, you yeah. know, and, and and the years to follow because oh God, he was such a fucking. I mean, he natural. was a champion, but it was in Japan. He was a, he was he was, was old Japan a champion. Natural. He was so great. He was at, so good for his size too. So they um, Hayes and Lewis collide on a shoulder block. Gordy reaches in, shoves his partner forward, lands on top of Luga for the win. So Hayes gets a marvelously hypocritical victory after weeks of telling people he didn't need the other free birds. Yeah. So he did win the U.S. title, um, but it was very, very, very uh, lackluster, so to speak. You mm-hmm. know, wasn't very long. Yes, Richie, we played your fucking sound already, man. <laughs> He's like, what's up, guys? We, dude, we know you're there, brother. We love you. We've already played your sound, man. T- pay attention. Um, uh, this next match, I just, I just fucking like, you know, Sting, Sting's your guy. We know he's the future. I mean, we couldn't, we couldn't conjure up a better opponent for Sting. Well, Lance Russell's in the back oh, with I'm Sting. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. No disrespect to to Tony Schiavone who left, but the NWA had the most stacked announcing crew. Yes, at this moment. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bob Cottle, Jim Ross, Lance Russell, Gordon Soley, and Sprinkle Jim Cornette in there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Corny but, killing it. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, Jay. Your next match? Uh, Sting against Iron Sheik. And this is just a fucking shoehorn. Just give Sting any kind of fucking heel we can conjure up. And, you know, and they threw him in. Iron Sheik was just... You know, he would go. Iron Sheik would go on to wrestle for 15 more years after this. I need my glasses for this. So, I want, no, I can't see the the soundboard. I can't see from a distance because I'm fucking blind now. But I want to play uh, this one. 
Sorry, Shiki baby. I love you. Man. I respect you, Jin. Many you are intelligent Jew businessman. I, you know, but Jesus, you were in 1989. You were you were past your prime because it, it just, you know, Sting could do anything. He can come out and and probably kill a puppy on fucking TV, and the crowd would still love him. Yeah, but you know what Sheik was doing on 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 free TV when he came back. He came. He came. Eighty nine. He was swinging the fucking. Clubs. He was swinging the club still. Yeah. I listen. I'm not saying he was in. No. Nah, he shape, was trying. He just, was trying to like. You know, they were trying to put him over. Like you know. But he was, was like his last run. Yeah. You know? He. He. But like I said, just to me, you had other, you had other you know heels probably in that company that you know you can get something out of. But to me, I don't know, man. You know. But listen, the Sting machine had to go forward. So, you know, Sting got it. He got the spots in. You know, Sting a splash. Sting a splash. My favorite title. Yeah, the TV title, you know, and like I said, it it, it told a story for the future. For why is Rip Morgan in this tight in, in Sheik's corner? That's weird. Yeah, it's, it doesn't even make sense. That, that's what I mean. They just got to get people out. They're dusting them off at this point, you know. All right. Well, here we are. The next match is why we're all here. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah why we're all here? Yeah. So, so Phil, last week when we were at the convention, told me he goes, ah, you know, it's a, uh, it's the. 20, what did you say, 30, what is it, 30 years? 30, 89, 89, 32, 33 years? 30, yeah, yeah. 33 years to the day. I was like, ah. So I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to, he's like, I'm going to watch it when I get home. I was like, That's Richie, were you idea. still in New York at that point? When did you leave for Florida, like 90 or 91? I know you were still here for this. Anyway. They, uh, yeah, I, and I, I watched this match, and God, you know, it, it, it does still, I remember reading about it, Years ago, and going like you know, and then seeking it out, and then I remember it was one of the first things I really watched on the network when when the network came out. I literally just seeked it out, and I had to watch it. And like I said, it 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 probably doesn't get much better than than this match. I think out of the three, I was going to ask you out of the three, what's the what's what's your favorite? I think Shy Town Rumble was my favorite. Yeah, I was gonna say. But this is a very close. This might be my favorite rematch in wrestling. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, hands down. I mean, yeah. I, I just, I don't know, man. It's it's because it's of, hard. It's because of the storyline. Because of the booking. The booking was right. You know, you gotta you gotta do it. And they booked it as such. They booked it as the big rematch, and and it was such. And and they came to the ring with a fucking you know horse. You know, he's he's. Carrying his son in on the horse. Look at Flair with the forty hooers, though. You know, oh, come listen, on, bro. Flair in Flair style, and you know, almost kind of pulling. You know, I, I mean, pulling a double turn essentially for Ric Flair. You know, wins the match, and you know, all of a sudden has uh, you know the the stuff at the end, with, which Funk will get to, but just the 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 pacing of this match. I mean, this is something you you. Any wrestling fan, every wrestling fan, I should say, has to go see, because especially if you if you if you're trying to be if you you're trying to be a a, a a wrestler as well, watch this and take notes. How the crowd is just you know sucked right in to every move, every arm drag, every chop. Um, you know, we talk about Ricky Morton selling, but Ricky Steamboat selling those chops just it looked like they were gunshots. Going off at some point, but then even even Steamboat chopping him back, like just giving it to him as well, and ah, just everything about this match uh, is is good to me. If you ask, you know, 
So you watch that, and especially, I mean, how long did it, it was about 45? Was it 45 minutes? 40, almost an hour, yeah. Yeah, 45 minutes. You know, there was, there, there was a lot a lot of action going back and forth. And, and to me, you know, they kept checking. I love the fact that they kept checking in on the judges and, like, you know, you could see Terry Funk just sitting there kind of dazing out, and all of a sudden, I guess the camera guy would be like, yeah, we got it on you, and he would act like he's writing. <laughs> you know, it was a little hokey uh, in that sense. But, uh, you know, but they would they were telling a good story with that, and, and to see, you know, Luthez, I, I, I haven't really watched too many of his matches. There's not many fucking, yeah. there's not many of them uh, advertised, though. You know, not many of them uh you know, like on TV, <laughs> you know, it's like a, that kind of party. Yeah. But, but it, I, I mean, it's just, it's, it's basically, hold it's, on. it's yeah. arguably the, you know, the Mona Lisa of wrestling. Like it's just two, two artists in there just, and especially at this point where, you know, we, we all know it's, it's put together. Most of the matches are put together in the back now, but like these guys, you know, they probably had the opening spot worked out, and then you know the end, and then they just filled in the middle. It's and it's 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 art. It's when it's done right, it's art. And there's probably no no two no better guys than than Steamboat and Flair. Steamboat was one of the most prolific baby faces in wrestling who never turned heel. Correct, and we've mentioned that several times on the podcast. But yes, you're right. Yeah, he, he you know, and like I said, it'd be odd to see him in a in a heel. Uh, heel manner and, but what's kind of good about this match is that, you know, Flair is perceived as the heel. He was though. He was yeah, but it, then but then at the end of the match, you know, he he does kind of a you know kind of a complete turn because of what Terry Funk did, and like I said, there's 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 not a bad word to be said about this match. Well, just chops. I mean, and and let alone all the fucking chops. And the floor, the the floor segments were, was like ridiculous. Um, but the ending is what you know. Flair becomes the sixth, sixth or seventh time heavyweight champion of the world. Um, and him and Steamboat have a a a, a long pass, like we mentioned before. Yeah. So there's a re- mutual respect there, which is amazing. Flair always put him over in the promos, even when he was like talking shit to him. Like you, you're you're my best opponent, da da da. But this is for me, for everybody. No one knew this was gonna happen. This was one of the best fucking finishes ever on a pay per view. This was like wow. Yeah, and it, and then especially, and that's and that's what I lo- loved about it too is that the end of it was just they literally, it it had such good pacing. They had they had a nice great start, kick it up, slow it down. Just a, just a roller coaster ride, and then at the end, just the the, the consistent, you know, back and forth. Just ah, it's oh. just so good. Let's take you to the end of the match, then, huh? Shall we? Mm-hmm. Champ, congratulations. Thank you very much. Not in character for Ric Flair, but Rick Steamboat is the greatest champion, and I'm proud to be here for a sixth time. Uh, hey, hey, Rick. I want to be the first to congratulate you on being the new world's champion. Terry, thank you very much. We do appreciate the judges being here. Hey, Rick. Hey, I Rick. also want to say that if it would have gone 60 minutes, that I would have liked to have uh, 
I would have voted for Ric Flair because I think that you're the greatest wrestler in the world today. Very nice. Thank you very much, Terry. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Terry. You know, champ, it went past 35, 40 minutes. It was nip and tuck both. You know, I would, I would also like to go ahead, and I'd also like to go ahead and, and be the first one to challenge Ric Flair to that new championship. Well, Terry, uh, I'm honored that you'd like to get in the picture, but as the wrestling fans know, you've been an actor. You've been in Hollywood, Sylvester Stallone, while I've been being the world champion. And we got a top 10. We got a top 10 that the world champion is obligated to wrestle. And that's why we are number one. Wait a minute. Are you, are you really saying that uh, I'm not a contender? No, what I'm saying, Terry, is that you, you are a great wrestler, but right now you're rubbing shoulders with Sylvester Stallone and not the no, world champion. No, 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 no. I was just asking, do you think it, uh, you're I'm not Marcus. good enough. You're saying that I'm not good enough, no, aren't you, Rick? I'm not saying that at all, Terry. Yes, you are. If you want me to look you in the eye and tell you that I got a problem with wrestling a guy that's been out in Hollywood for five years, it's the bottom line, but I'm looking at the top 10, and you're no. not in the top 10. No, Rick, Rick, Rick. Let me conclude this by saying thank you. I'm honored, everybody. Win, lose, or draw, Rick Flair. Rick, please, please, let me just say one more thing. I was, I was just kidding you about going ahead and, and, and wanting to challenge you. I didn't want to really challenge you. I was just kidding you. So, Ed Gummett, let's go ahead. Let's be, yeah. Thanks, Doug. Hey! Love it. Crazy, right? And then, like, there was no gimmick table. <clears throat> iconic moment too, because yeah, it put Flair out. Yeah, and, and, and like I said, you know, to me, you, you look at it, you just go, ah, all right, well, this is what they were doing, and any smart, any smart fan would have been like, okay, but they they did a really good job telling the story of Funk inter, in, you know, kind of like interrupting and 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 being pushy and like. You could see it a little bit, and and it's it was it was done very well. Yep. In my opinion, it was done very very well. Puts Flair out of the Flair stays out of wrestling for a little while. Mm-hmm. 
plays up the whole fucking Injury. broken neck thing. They go to his house. It was crazy. But there's more matches, dude. Yeah, they should have closed the show. This I don't know why this didn't. Maybe it should. I mean, what what closed the show is just is just mind boggling. Uh, the next match is for the world tag team title. Uh, the Varsity Club, Mike Rotunda and Dr. Death Steve Williams yep. with Kevin Sullivan against the Row Warriors. Major upset here, huh? Yeah, big time. Um, And like I said, especially seeing, you know, oh, it was it. It was a young Danny Spivey as well. Yeah. So there are the animal ducks are charged. Rotunda flies out to the floor. Uh, Doomsday device. And Williams is literally fucking visibly wincing. <laughs> if you look at him closely, takes the bump to finish it. But Spivey and Sullivan head in to the ring and attack. Uh, Nikita Koloff gets involved to two on the floor. Nikita is the referee. Uh, Nikita Koloff refuses to call for the belt, but unfortunately, outside interference, referee. Yeah, knocked. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's you know for the DQ. For the DQ, incredibly matched, but uh, really fucking insane, insane uh, brawl though. You know. Yeah, but like I said, it's just wrong place on the card. It, yeah. it, sh- it should not have been here, and. Excuse me, especially for the last match. I mean, the last match kind of got more or less shitted on. Yeah, and then right after that, the Dan Spivey and Kevin Sullivan go for the U.S. Tag Titles. It's still out there. Yeah, like it's, it's like, still it's, out there. You know, like they had to go back into the you know into the back. Like, oh, what are you guys doing? You're supposed to be in. <laughs> there was wrestling. supposed to be a hair versus hair thing here, but it was announced earlier that the board of directors declared that the guys should wrestle on their own time. Yeah. Um. So I guess I don't know what the hell how that happened, but it was Dan Spivey. And Kevin Sullivan against uh, Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner for the uh, they were champions with Missy Hyatt. With by the Missy way, Missy Hyatt. Yeah, a, well, a, a good-looking Missy Hyatt. Oh yeah, fucking. This is when she was really good-looking. Not a melted candle, and Jay still can't. I still can't believe that she was. A Civil Dude, War. I played that back on <laughs> Civil War. Did you, did you listen to last week's show yet? I haven't. Li- I listened. I listened to the clip of uh, Paul Roma. I was. I fast-forwarded to that part. Oh, you did. Okay, yeah. all right. But you got to listen to your Paul. I can't believe she does that for funsies. I'm like, I'm telling you. I'm, t- I'm telling you. For some reason, that intrigues me. I yeah. don't know why. I think that's amazing. Yep. All right. So, uh, what do you call it? So at this point, yeah. So uh, was it who? Who wins this match? I forget. Um. No, what do you call it? Spivey and uh, doesn't Spivey and Sullivan win the titles here? Yeah, they went. I uh, reckon, uh, but uh, Gilbert to fall on top. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Lands on top for the. Uh, but we started clotheslines and everything. Gilbert gets on top for the win. Yeah. No, no, they, 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 no, but, they, they won. Uh, they won. Eddie Gilbert and Rick Stein. They won. Yeah. Yeah, but like, like I said, like that. How do you, how do you end, like arguably the gr- one of the greatest matches we we'll ever see at to this point, nineteen eighty nine. And then you end, <coughs> you end that. You don't. That's that doesn't close the show. It's just it's, you know, WCW sometimes getting in their own way, essentially. Yeah, and like I said, like I mentioned today on the video I put on Facebook, they're still in transition. They're still almost two years away from full transition. Yeah. So they're still doing their shit. They didn't put on quality pay per views. It was the quantity that was in it. You know, the fucking matches, the uh-huh. but they weren't booked properly, you know. I don't know what the problem was there, but what are you gonna do, right? Yeah, exactly. Ain't that true? So Okay. All right. Um yeah, Rich, I didn't mean to bust your balls. You haven't he hasn't spoken anything, but I just, you know, you came into the chat room plugging your fucking uh the gimmick, so why don't you just might as well pull plug your show. I was gonna he wants me to come on the show, but by the time I get home from work, I'm gonna have to call in while I'm they do it on Thursday nights. Ooh, yeah. But by the time they, they start and finish, that's my whole commute home. Yeah. So I told him I would jump on with some notice. So, yeah, you should put your uh, information on the, on the page so everybody can, I guess, if there's a place to download it or whatever, I'll listen. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it, really. That's pretty much the pay-per-view. But, I mean, the, the meat and potatoes of it was obviously Steamboat and Flair. Um, so, I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah. But it was fun. You know, I, I, I like just going back to that and having fresh eyes on it with you. What a match, yeah. Yeah, and I, like I said, it was the greatest rematch for me as a fan ever. Um, and I was really happy to to see it again and and last what I watched it last week at at the at the convention I watched it <laughs> fucking this morning this afternoon I love the match su- such a great match and and like I said it's funny the that, finish is so good oh it's just, like I said it, just the idea and it's just true how you know it's the difference between wrestling from now to from back then because you you could just see the emotion and you know the crowd, the crowd getting into it, feeling it, and 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 then the wrestlers feel, feeding off that, and vice versa. You know, just taking them for a ride. Where like, <clears throat> you know, and this is where, you know, Cornette and and these old timers have have the right idea of like it. It's that's what it lacks. It lacks that substance, and this this pretty much sums it up. In, in this match, is it, just this is the the litmus test. This is the epitome of calling it in the ring and i mean there wasn't uh redone spots there wasn't redone like you didn't see two suplexes you didn't see you know what i mean you didn't see multiple spots you know arm drags are one thing and wrist locks and chin locks yes that's that's part of wrestling but you're not seeing the same high spots you're not seeing 17 super kicks you're not seeing you know two superplexes off the top rope. You know, if it, if they, when there was one, there was only one. You know what I mean? Like, it, everything had a spot in the match, and it's just it's just done to perfection, in, in my opinion. Probably, <clears throat> I mean, if I really had to think about it, it's it's my first, you know, right now, it'd be like, that's the greatest match I've ever seen, and then I'll, I'd watch something tomorrow, and be like, oh, that's the greatest match I've ever <laughs> seen. But it's, it's definitely on my top ten, maybe top oh, five. Down. It's got to be on everybody's. It's got to be on everybody's. So, anything else, Paul, before we head out of here? No, that's it. All right, let's get out of here, man. Yeah. Let's do this. Um, thank you, guys. No, that's not it. That's not it. I have to fucking get put my glasses on when I do this. Anyway. All right, you know the social media handles, ProWrestlingTees.com, slash Tumblr Throwbacks. Go buy a shirt. Um, That's pretty much it. I have nothing else to say. I think I've I think I've exercised all of my wrestling talk tonight. I believe so. Yeah. Jay, thank you very much for hanging out with us. Thank you very much. Augie, thank you for not being a scutch. Yeah, look at that. And um, thank you guys for hanging out with us. My cousin Rob, Shaylin, thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate you on a Friday night. Um, And we'll see you next week, hopefully. Same bad time and same bad channel. Absolutely. Say good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. And good night, Rob. You handsome fuck. (laughs) 